Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vault Dwellers podcast. I am your host, Mr. Mac. With me, as always, Gary Moore. Gary, how's it going? Episode 18. Here we go. We've actually got a special guest with us again. We just uh, <laughs> took a sabbatical last last episode because it is like anime or something like that. And we've also got our main stain, Hoods. How are you, Hoodie? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not bad. Long time listener, first time caller. Very excited to be here. Do hate anime. Just kidding. For the people who love anime, please don't. I'm sorry. You can uh, you can send your right ins to Gary as we always direct all the right ins. Yep. We always direct them yep. to Gary. Gary enjoys ignoring everybody, so he's a um, well and welcome. Uh, he has no gout, so um, feel free to send everything and anything over to uh, Gary. Well, it's fantastic to have everybody back here it's been it has been um a fair fair wee while actually since we last recorded um as a full group everything's um you know things have been getting in the way and and obviously we recorded that last episode um we did the, the anime episode because obviously we uh did the my hero academia season one and we you know went to to season two so uh, fancied getting that uploaded and pretty good pretty good episode really enjoyed it but it was a few good few weeks ago now um as we often try to do we try and release something every month We've, we were going for a wee while every second week but it's just um you know time permitting that that is um is able to be done and we're going to shake things up a wee bit once again as we always do in the vault dwellers we always like to try new things so please bear with us in this episode but we're going to try our hands um at a little bit of um you know bringing topics to the tab- table you probably you know see it being iterated and done on, on, on other things as well but we are going to um try our spin because We've come up with so many different ideas, loads, loads, and loads of different ideas for episodes, but not all of them work entirely as a full episode and how we see it. Um, so we're going to bring some of them in a smaller form, conversation setting between the three of us. And again, like I said, just bear with us as we try and work our way through these episodes. If there's any kind of topic that you're looking to discuss or, or you want to you know, leave a comment on some of the things we've discussed about, then... Um, head over to YouTube or, 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 you know, DM one of us and, and I'm sure we'll be able to um, kind of go back and forward on that. Um, so before we get to that, though, as we always do, Gary's favourite segment of, of what have we been playing. Oh, I nearly forgot contractually we're obliged to shout out Rahul I hope so, Rahul, this is your shout Let's go. Rahul, Let's go indeed. Rahul actually DM'd me about this um, after the last episode <laughs> because... I forget the stuff that we did, I genuinely did, and it was only like two days later or something like that, and he was like, oh man, I absolutely love that shout out, it would be totally on brand if I forgot to do the shout out the first week after he said that he really loves <laughs> the, he, the shout out, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I looked at these well put out notes, uh, otherwise I would have absolutely forgot, so um, yep, so shout out to you Rahul, as as we've said, we uh, Rahul is a lawyer, um, he was actually on a video game um quiz episode uh, at the very very start of the year so if you haven't checked that out do so because it's one of our absolute best and um, you should go absolutely and watch best. that absolutely hoodie is bang on the money with that one so thanks very much for who appreciate you weekly shout out achieve take that one off the box gary moore what can i just ask before been? we start before you start yeah. what do what do we usually do here at uh, vault dwellers podcast 
Oh, don't fucking try and spin things up, mate. <laughs> Dave, I don't put that on. See, in the last three episodes, you'll, you'll actually watch the last three episodes. I don't even fucking introduce myself, okay? Oh, my God's so, sake. Well, so yeah, I mean, so don't spin well, things on 18, the spot. 18, epi- 18 episodes in and we're fucking going down the yeah. pan already. What did you expect? <laughs> there's not even a thing in, in your fucking notes about doing that. Uh, what is the Vault Dwellers? So don't fucking yeah, the Vault Dwellers podcast. We're three friends with a 10 year dream in the making. <laughs> That's it. That's it. If you somebody watched the Vault Dwellers before and that wasn't enough to make you switch it off, I don't know what is. So. Thanks very much for watching, but yes, generally we are three friends um, that's come together to, you know, do our best efforts. We are a 10-year, you know, this is, sorry, a 10-year dream um, in the making of, of coming together and putting up this podcast out into the globe. And like I said at the start, we've got loads of different things to talk about. So the episodes that we've done so far is, you know, mostly video game-centric. We are a, a video game, uh, the backbone of our podcast is a video game-centric podcast, hence why we start even an episode that almost has nothing to do with video games with what we've been playing we, we do enjoy that it's a comfort zone <laughs> indeed Definitely. Uh, so so merry check christmas. Uh, merry christmas uh that's next week um so <laughs> check, check out the the catalog so far i'm sure there'll be something in there for everybody but generally it's three friends bringing uh, a whole whole host of different things uh to the table and um, i'm sure there'll be something where in the catalogue or coming forward for everybody so please check us out um, if this works and uh, it should be on video uh, although they occasionally we have to post a wee bit of a of an audio podcast so again we're listen we're amateurs we're fucking making that up as we're lying we're only 18 episodes <laughs> deep give us a break right okay gary finally if it suits you sir please what have you been playing mr matt can i just say that was so eloquently put you did such a perfect job introducing us all there. It was just fantastic. A big round of applause for Mr. Mac. Clap, 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 clap. Right, what have we been playing? My favourite segment. Here we go. Right, so it's been a wee while since we last did this. Uh, probably about four weeks ago, maybe. So it's been quite quite a lot. Um, strap yourselves in. So the first game that I played and completed was Saints Row. Can I just say, like, if you've not played this game, you'll not miss nothing. Um... I was actually surprised because I remember it come out and everybody was moaning about it, but I never really watched a review or anything like that, so I played about half of it, and then I was like, I'm going to look at the reviews to see what people were saying about this game. And people were saying, like, it's not really, it doesn't feel like a Saints Row game. And I'm thinking to myself, this feels exactly like a Saints Row game. <laughs> this is what I remember Saints Row games feeling like. They're just like, I don't know, they're just no great at all i just never saints row is just no really a thing that i really like um so i don't know why i just thought you know i'd give us a go but I, I tried the story was all right you know some of the characters some of the main missions are actually all right the set pieces and stuff like that but it's just it just feels it's a pure double a game you know and it's like pff, a seven out of ten well, that's what i would have gave it like that's that's about as good as uh, good a review i could get um you does it have the same kind of personality that the other ones had or does it feel like <laughs> a rebrand no no it doesn't i think the other saints row games felt a wee bit more dirtier and a wee bit like tongue-in-cheek humor and stuff like that and mm. i don't think that's really in here it isn't little bits but no no as grand as what it used to be um if it feels like they've tried to be more realistic but it's not realistic but they've tried to 
go mail the realism kind of way, but it's just mm-hmm. still Disney feel like it fits this Saints Row-ish feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I, don't, I think like all the, I mean, Saints Row was known for like having big dildo bats and stuff like that. Yeah. One of these stupid, like you're, one of your characters is a, a superhero in one of the Saints Row. Like that's all gone. Um, it's just literally like shooting. It's just shooting now. Um, and you, I mean, you can you can do melee, but melee is it's rubbish as well. That you know that's that's one of the things. The combat in this game is probably the worst point. Of it. You know that? Uh, actually, I, see the racing and stuff like the racing. I was like, racing's quite good, and some of the side missions I was like are no bad. There's like a tone mission, like at the tow, like it's not just like cars, but it can be like uh, those like art pieces and stuff like that, which would be like a big ball. So it was like a wrecking ball behind your car, and you have to try and get it to somewhere about it getting like. Uh, wrecked and stuff so uh, some of that kind of stuff was good but it, it was the missions that we'd actually get in and it was like oh here's like, a room full of guys you need to kill them all and i was like this is like the worst part of this game <laughs> and for for a shooter that's 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 not what you want to hear you know it sounds like you're going for the platinum uh not at all not at all oh. but i do you know i would I'm I'm usually a pure like no no completionist as in a platinum, but I'm a completionist as in, like all side missions, all side quests. And see this game, I got to a point and I was like, I'm just gonna mainline this. Um and I oh, think that's no. that just that just says to me I've written about this game. It's yeah. just like, nah man. Uh, so that was Saints Row. It was it's it's one of the games, see if there's nothing else to nothing else gone and you've got like um like two weeks to play it. I, I completed it in nineteen hours. Um there probably there's probably about another ten hours maybe left. Um if you want to complete everything. Maybe no platinum, but if you want to complete all the main the side missions and stuff like that's probably another ten hours left. But it's one of the games if you really want to pick it up, deep deep sale kind of thing. That's what I would say anyway. Uh another game that I started right after Saints Row, because Saints Row put me in a bad mood. So <laughs> I decided to put on God of War Ragnarok. <clears throat> and I have to say this game is fantastic. Oh, I'm it's shocking. Oh, it's so, so good. I'm 20, 22 hours in, I think. I think that's what I'm about. And it, uh, this game just has so many twists in it that I didn't really see coming. And it, it's hard It's hard not to talk about spoilers, you know. Yeah. It does, it, it's, it's just really good. It's just so good. And I feel like I'm just starting to get into the game, you know, that's and that's a weird thing to say, like 20 hours in. But mm. it definitely... It definitely feels that way. I think we haven't gone into spoilers, but I need to kind of touch on it. It does make you play as like a different character, and I'm a wee bit like, hmm, I don't know if I'm into this so much. Maybe I'll get into it mad as it goes along, but I kind of feel like I'm playing God of War to be Kratos. That's what I kind of feel like um, when I'm playing what. this so far. I'll tell you what, when I was playing it, and something happens, that was the moment I it clicked where I was like, God, this game is so great. This, yeah, this game has so many different things going for it, and it all works, and it all feels coherent. And mm-hmm. the way that they do the tracking shot or the one take throughout the entire game, like, yeah, wow, how they pull that off in different ways is is really astonishing. But I think the best compliment I've ever given this game is that I have never played a game in my life that felt like an odyssey. And this is one that is mm. just a full-on odyssey. It's not a, you know, destination game. It's 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 a whole 
adventure and yeah. everything and it pulls that world together where it all feels tight and strong and meaningful that i think is an accomplishment in and of itself to make something that big feel uh, oddly enough small which is uh, just yeah. incredible yeah no that's 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 a perfect way to put it is it's such a good journey as i said i'm 20 years in so i think the game's what is it 30 or 40 i think the main story it's something like that um i, I yeah. believe um so I'm, I'm halfway i'm ha- about halfway through and I'm, I'm absolutely loving this i love how if you've ever played the first one you know it's got like that nine realms but with like the water with the big uh, sea serpent and stuff like that and how mm. that's changed and Ragnarok and it's all like a snow place and stuff and it's just it's just so good it's just so good to actually revisit some of these places that you maybe mm. didn't uh, you seen in the first game but it just opens it up even more um oh, yeah. but all the all the I need, I need to put a wee bit of in the game one thing that I've found in this game there's been a lot of glitches I've had a lot of glitches um with this game I was really? really surprised. I've had I've had a good few. I had oh, one where uh, where Atreus kept just saying the same word over everybody's like. I mean, everybody. If everybody's played the God of War, you know, it's all about like you go to this level and it's about your building story, and somebody's basically telling you the story as you're playing it. So I was I was doing this mission, and the guy kept trying to tell me the part of the story, and he's like, "Oh, and this is where the elves." And then Atreus would go, "There's a side. There's a side over there." Ah. I was like, what? And it like cut the guy off and he doesn't go back to it. He doesn't go yeah. back to the conversation. So I was like, I was like, that, that was like a wee glitch here. And I walked up a wee bit further and he just went to speak again and it happened again. And I was like, oh, this is so annoying. I've missed like two bits of plot for this entire level. Um, it was just really annoying. Um, I turned it off and turned it back on and it, it did it, but it fixed itself. But I, I've had a bit, I've had a few, I've had a bit of clapping, I've had a bit of, my Kratos got stuck as well, and I had to completely really? turn, the, turn the game off, turn it back on, it got stuck and just nothing, like I was literally wow. just stuck. Um, I've had a, I've had a few glitches in this game, uh, but it's, but I'm a, it's a massive game and it, it looks yeah. absolutely beautiful, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like they're game breaking or nothing like that, um, but aye, but it's God of War. If, if you like the first one, I'm sure you're going to love this one because it just continues. And it, yeah. that, that's, that's another thing to say. Is, it's, it's, it's weird to say that this game's a sequel, but this game is like a true sequel like to the, the first game or the 2018 game. Like, it's, like, you know what I mean? Like Sometimes you yeah. say it's a sequel, but like it's an upgraded version or they've made new different things and stuff like that, but this is just like a true, true, true sequel. It literally oh, starts yeah. off Starts off with where you ended in 2018, and it just feels exact same. Uh, <laughs> actually, like it at a point when you know, your Kratos, you're talking to the wee dwarfs in the armory, and I was like buying like I don't know a bit of a chest chest for my armor, and then I was, uh, was buying it, and the wee guy goes like, "Where's all that stuff that you had? Like could we gave you the last time?" And he's like, "He's like I've used it." And I was like, "Oh, that's fine." Like he's he's yeah. just. Told me, he's told me what's happened to it. Oh, he's like that's that's used. He's used yeah. a lot. That's why you've no got any. You've no got any of your upgrades and stuff like that again. I was like, ah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I can't wait to keep going. Yeah. Um, and just because I'm mental, I had another game as well. This one, still WWE to two K twenty two. I, I seen two two K twenty three came out, and I thought, you know what? I've not played two K twenty two, so 
I bought that from the cheap. Ah, I don't know if I like this game. Mm. I, there's just something about WWE games that they just they just can't find like the the right the right recipe for greatness with the wrestling games. I'm doing the my rise. I've not even played any of the other little bit, so I can't speak to that. I'm only playing the my career, if you like, and it's just it's just so like I don't know. It's just, it makes it feel like a video game, whereas I think the best kind of wrestling games were the ones that was like. It was like you're ranked twenty. Keep fighting and get better. And it had to be bits of story mixed in where where you had to just try and get to the championship. This one, it's kind of just like, oh, here's a person there. Press X to talk to them. They'll just go, oh, eh, eh, can you put this guy through a table? Oh, that'd be good. Eh, I'll give you three hundred points if you do that. And it's like, ah, oh, it's not It just isn't what I was looking for. I was just kind of looking for something a bit more, um, no realistic. No, it's hard to say realistic in a WWE game, but just something a bit more open. It just it just feels pure arcadey. That's the way I would describe it. The fighting itself's all right, but again, uh, again, like with the other games, it's been quite glitchy as well. The loading times in this game is ridiculous for a PlayStation Five game. I was I timed it. <laughs> I timed it the day to see how long they're taking. Some of the loading screens were taking up to twenty five seconds. I was like, this is ridiculous ridiculous in a PlayStation 5, like, this, mm. this shouldn't be happening. God, you know, it's, you know what it was like with Spider-Man? I know that's a, I know that's a Sony first-party game and stuff like that, but it was literally like, Spider-Man, you could press resume activity and it would be like, boom, you're in the game, exactly yeah. where you were. No loading, no nothing, and this is just, I don't know. But I'm, I'm still keen at a go. I like to always have a wee sports game to side, just for my kind of 10, 20 minute plays, so I'm just going to keep going with it and see how it goes. But I know that's a bit lengthy, sorry. I know we're about 20 minutes in now just when we talk about games, but <laughs> that, that's all I've played. That's all I've played. Not much. Not so, Not a lot at all. <laughs> what about you, you Hoodie? How's, um, how's your gaming, uh, gaming side been the last, uh, last wee while? Yeah, it's been good. You know what? I'm appreciating the PlayStation Premium. I'm understanding its value now. I think they've really found their footing. I still wish they would restructure it so it wasn't so confusing for everyone because i think there are way too many tiers and it's constantly a frustration to figure out what's on where but uh i have loved that they've been day and date with some indies out there i meet your makers uh, i believe this month which i'm very excited about and uh you know we had stray on there as well as like a day and date uh, but more recently was a game called chia which I have been loving. I think it's fantastic. It's a sweet game that uh, lets you kind of play the Breath of the Wild style game uh, however you want sandbox, which I appreciate a lot more here than I did Breath of the Wild. I think the way they use their world feels so much more organic and in tune to what they're trying to do. And I think that's a lot of expressing their culture and uh, their character's life where Breath of the Wild felt like, here's a, a world and you can do things and that's cool. Uh, but this feels way more uh, genuine in its approach to what it's doing. And I think they do a great job at giving you these tools Maybe not so much explaining how the tools work a lot of the time, uh, but 
once you do figure them out, there are things, uh, so you can take over any object in the world or animal, which I think is really cool. And you can use that to solve puzzles or there's, there's combat. I probably wish they wouldn't have, uh, included that. Cause I think that's the weakest part of the game. Uh, mm. it also, uh, detracts from what I think is just a peaceful, experience and then throws in this chaos that felt unnecessary to me but there was probably some kind of you know testing that said oh we need some kind of action uh but i think aside from that if you're just exploring the world like taking over a shark and going far out into the ocean and you know in the middle of that switching over to a dolphin or seeing a bird in the sky and turning into a bird and then flying off to the top of a mountain and then sliding all the way down and all of that stuff feels so organic and fun and it makes me want to explore the world to find these upgrades throughout it uh you can get tons and tons of different customizable items uh that it's always like well what kind of adventure do i want to go on in order to get the thing that i need to get this chicken suit right like what am I doing today? And I can create my own or I can follow their story, which is, a, 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 you know, for me personally, tonally, I don't quite understand the story. It will it, it, start off where you're like playing the ukulele and you're having this beautiful moment. And then next thing you're turning into a knife and flying into someone's face. And it's I'm not <laughs> entirely certain what's going on there. But, you know, the story is there if you want like structured missions, which is, is, yeah. is a nice addition. Uh, but yeah, I think the exploration of this game is just so much fun and endearing in a in a beautiful world. Uh, the the country is called New Caledonia, I believe, and uh, it is uh, near New Zealand. I've learned, uh, which is really cool uh, because we have a couple of friends. Shout out Carl. Shout out Ben. Uh, and uh, I I think they did a great job at making me go oh wow this place is beautiful i i i like learning all about it like they'll have little uh segments where you're a part of a ceremony that's i think demonstrating uh, like tribes or the indigenous people and I, I think that's all beautiful to watch and there's little mini games and like i said the ukulele plays a big part in in a lot of this game where you can have kind of a uh ocarina of time uh, system where you can change the day and night cycle depending on what song you play and you could just free play it as well which is also interesting uh, but yeah there are just so many tools in it that i feel like this is the sandbox that i thought breath of the wild was going to be for me where i i really have been enjoying that experience uh but aside this from that a... sorry yeah no no sorry this is a game it's like one on top yeah actually yeah i i I immediately got that vibe when you unlock your little raft that you can also customize and you can travel through the oceans. Obviously I don't use the raft as much as I would like to, because I can turn into a shark or a dolphin or <laughs> whatever have you, or a bird. And I always feel like there's something exciting about that. Also because all of the animals in the game have different abilities. So if you turn into a bird, you could poop on people. Uh, if you <laughs> turn into a dog, you can dig to find different things. Uh, it's it's really fun. It's very creative so and good. silly. Yeah, I I really enjoy. It. I you know what? I turned into a crab and started pinching people, and mm -hmm. I just got a kick out of that. I was like, this is so silly, and I really love it. But uh, aside from that, I was also playing Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a game that came out 
and yes, Doctor Strange, <laughs> video game. It's a game that came out, and I think the critical reception felt like it was a bad game for some reason in my mind, and I don't understand. Really? I, I think it was a double A game, similar to like what you were saying with Saints Row of. You know, it doesn't meet the heights of a God of War, but it's also not an indie. And I think this double A game itched something that I didn't know needed to be, where I was like, oh man, this feels like a great experience of I don't have to play it to get the story as necessarily, but I'm enjoying the story. I think a lot of that world is really cool. I like the combat, I like how you use your abilities. In it, you are a uh, Doctor Strange esque character uh, <laughs> that does uses hands a lot, like way more than I expected. Uh, <laughs> any game to ever attempt is to make so many hand animations, which good for them. <laughs> hands are not easy in any regard, but uh, I I've really enjoyed a lot of the combat and the side missions, especially. I'll just get lost in those because. The quick summary of it is that you died and a person took over your body, but then you came back to life. And so you're both inhabiting the same body, essentially. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a confusing premise and I'm doing a poor job at explaining it. <laughs> uh, Do you know what I think the problem is with that game is? It's, it's like one of the games that the combat, when you see it on like a video, it just doesn't look good. Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't come across. It doesn't yeah. come across like this is, looks fun at all. Well, yeah, that that's the other problem is that I think in the beginning it feels so strange to play, where I was like, I don't, I don't know why this feels weird, and I can't put my finger on it. But you hit a point, and not even far in, like maybe an hour, where it's things start to unlock and you do have a tree even if it's not like the most uh expansive tree you do get different abilities and ways to use them and throughout the world you start to understand what they do besides combat and mm. i was like okay this is this is cool i like exploring this world for that because a lot of the time the side missions are helping trapped souls throughout the world and you're like going around and trying to free them and and i like their stories and they feel intimate and personal in a way that i go i, I feel like a good person for doing this <laughs> you know I, I walk away and i go oh i'm glad they get to go be with their brother uh yeah, you know, yeah. i freed them and things like that i like the world building i think the lore is really cool the story itself again I find interesting enough, but it's not compelling me to keep going forward with that right now. I've been doing a lot of the side stuff, especially just unlocking more stamina so I can, you know, absorb things faster so I don't have to get hit in the head by these slender men that are all over the world. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a lot of like, it's also on premium, uh, which is a big reason why I'm playing it. Uh, where if you have premium or game pass that I think it's coming this month as well to that, you know, try and play. It's a good double A time. You know, it's not, it's not here to bombard you or, or make you feel overwhelmed. It's, it's kind of a good passive game. I really like it. Mm -hmm. It's similar in Shia where it's just like, there's a story more for Ghostwire, but it, uh, 
it still feels like a good podcast game. Mm. How about I yourself? Really, um, I, re- I really like a good podcast game. Some of the some games just are relegated to that area. Um, you know, not I wouldn't say relegated. Actually, that's not very fair. But some games are just more suited to that kind of thing. Like especially if it's something that's not generally like um, I don't know dialogue heavy, like where you can just switch that off and and generally switch off. Yeah. Um, so I, I can I can appreciate that, um, and I don't really take it as a slight on games when they are that kind of way, yeah. just because it's just something that I, I look for those kind of games as well. Like a lot of the games I'm playing at the minute don't really lend themselves um, to that. I'm, I'm also playing um, God of War. I have a wee bit of a lead in to that right. at the minute um, because I was obviously I've, I've mentioned on the podcast already that um, the 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 better half the the good wife um, bought me a, a Steam Deck for my birthday, so I've been kind of playing a bit with that. Um, still, I was playing um, Dragon's Dogma um, f- a good few weeks ago now. Um, yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody recommended that to me to play that on that um, because it plays so well. Uh, I think it was Jake actually that, that had, um, uh, recommended that as soon as he heard that I'd got the. Uh, the handheld, so it's been, and and I really actually really enjoyed playing um, what I'd played uh, for it, but I, I do tend to find myself, you know, leaning back in towards like game, um, you know, playing games on, on Xbox uh, through a Game Pass and things, especially having the subscription through my phone. It just, you know, feels like I, I just have it because it's, a, it's a, a perk for the contract that I'm on. So, uh, always feels you know free games or uh, kind of thing. So I, I was messing about with that, and I started um, Wolong, um, but and it was fine. The general like mission of it was fine. You know, sneaking up on people, the combat with the general enemies was fine. Um, but I was doing a boss battle, and uh, to be honest, it, it was actually you know first. I don't know how many goes this boss fucking kicked my ass it, I, I enjoyed playing uh genuinely enjoyed uh, playing Elden Ring last year like and and I was so fucking angry playing that game some of the times but I really <laughs> did have a good fun time playing that um but this first boss in Wolong was just fucking ridiculous um and then eventually like I got like halfway through it and, it, and it's that usual like Ah, you've got a second phase, and you're like, "Fuck you!" In your second phase, but anyway, it, it just it required just a little bit m- like more, um, I don't know, fidelity um, in it. And then I got one like really long like lag because I was you know sitting downstairs remote, you know, playing over the 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 beta phase of the games. Um, I can't remember the terminology they use but anyway it's game pass the game cloud whatever it is x cloud x cloud that's it um so there's just a wee bit of kind of um lag in that sense sometimes with the internet uh, so i thought right i'm not going to ruin this game anymore i'm just going to park mm. it um it's downloaded on the xbox i can just go upstairs and play it um so i'll i'll get to that uh, so i started messing about this was a few weeks ago um i started messing about to see you know what can i play then so I went on to the um, Games Pass and started playing um, Forza. Um, just you know, doing a couple of races to see how that held up um, with the uh, with the internet, and it was actually pretty good. 
Um, done a good few races, really enjoyed it, but I just feel like for me, Forza is always one of the games that you, you just put on for a wee while. Um, yeah. Even when it first came out, I was like, you know, you do so many races, and I, maybe it's just because I'm not like a car guy, and I, and I don't generally be like, you know, oh, I'm going to fine-tune this, and I'm going to work on this and, and make this wee bit better. Like, I, I would I would gladly like hit auto every single time on that kind of stuff because I just don't like... I have fear of breaking something and you really can break something in that game where it's like, you know, if you, you, you work on a certain uh, part of the car and, and you start to see that it's, you know, oh, there's a bonus heading into this bit, but when you get around the corner, you know, the handbrake falls off, you know, stupid things like that, like where <laughs> I just, I need somebody to say, no, no, you, you really shouldn't be, sac- you know, upgrading that because you'll sacrifice X. Um, yeah. So I, I just, it's just too too far from me because it cost not costs real money. It costs like the in-game currency, and I'm like, I don't want to spend currency on upgrading um, parts. And then like, I mean, there's nothing worse. I put it in like terms that everybody can relate to. Is there's nothing worse than playing for you know a third-person shooter or whatever, and going to you know buy an upgrade and you buy an upgrade and it's like, oh, this upgrade doesn't actually equip to the gun you're using. You're like, oh my god, I've just yeah, spent all that yeah. money on something that. I shouldn't have spent the money on so that's a wee bit of kind of fear of mine so it's probably why i don't pay too much um attention you know attention but why i don't put too much time into playing games like that um so i'm a wee bit sad and i tend to lean more towards um farming simulator as my kind of go-to when i'm fed up so i put that back on uh and you know thankfully uh probably yeah Yes, horsepower, sir. I have one bone to pick with you before you move on from what? Forza. All right. I'll tell you what. I jumped into a game of Forza. You know what? I was driving my merry way down the road, enjoying the nice scenic route. And you know who comes out of the blue <laughs> with a left turn at a at a no U-turn zone or whatever the Fuck you, <laughs> you and your drive guitar running right into me, swerving me off the road and then going off like you didn't do anything. A hit and run. You committed a hit and run, Mr. Mac. <laughs> I do love that feature. Um, I think I have come into, bumped into your good self uh, on a few races. Johnny Vids <laughs> and I had a few, uh, oh, a few clashes as well. He's, he's another uh, he's one. He's one of my friends. List. Exactly. He has another one. So uh, for those who don't know, when you're playing... Uh, Forza, um, the other racers are given the names of like your people on your friends list and stuff. So, uh, even it's not them, it's actually racing, or it's it's not like ghosts <laughs> of their races, but you know, yeah. it feels like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm fucking beating them. No matter what happens, I am beating the hoodie. I mean, <laughs> you're not actually like playing against them, or it's not you, but it's, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, it's pretty, pretty fun. That's a good point. I have another bone to pick, real quick. Ben, you know what you did? I fell off a cliff because of you. I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> never forget, never forget. Um, so, yeah, I, I then went to click on um, a wee bit of, because obviously, again, it's another Game Pass game, which is great, is uh, Farming Sim, the most recent one. I, I do own it for the PlayStation already, so it's not too much of a bummer, bummer but um, what I didn't realise is because I'm using this through the xCloud, um, when I set up my game on the xCloud for for it through game pass um i put a bunch of like the in-game mods uh activated them and they installed them um 
but then when I went to load up the save, it was like, oh, they're not installed anymore, you know, because the, there's not like a local data save to the um, mm. the, the the console that I'm, that I'm using, you know, for mm. for for that. So it, it ends up being that you have to go, you know, I I'll just go and play that on like the Xbox or whatever, so that I can actually get the experience. I don't want to play it without mods because some of them um, are quite handy. So I just that was the, like enough for me to be like, right, okay, I'll just again part of that one as well. And I was just sitting thinking, like, what can I play? Like, and then I don't know what it was, but it just something came to me. I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to try and set up this uh, remote gameplay thing for the PlayStation and just, you know, play it out, see see how it is. I wasn't expecting much. I lived through the PS, uh, the, the Vita days, so, sorry, with the PS4. Like, I know how fucking bad, excuse me, the latency can be, um, you know, trying to play a game um that you know on your thing over the wi-fi so i've been there but honestly like it's been an absolute game changer for me like i have terrible um like tendencies to come home after work or the gym or whatever and just you know sit downstairs uh have dinner and then just not move uh to go up and, and play games mostly because as it gets on during the, the night i'm like i don't want to go upstairs now and play game for an hour like i want i would rather um you know just go up and chill out or you know just go up and get my shower and i'll go and um watch some tv and fall asleep after five minutes so the <laughs> fact that i can now like switch on like part of my routine now is to come up upstairs i'll get changed i'll put the playstation i'll actually like switch it on um and then just like bump it into rest mode i don't like, like it being in rest mode all day but i bump it on and put it in rest mode and then i'll go downstairs have my dinner and then you know you can just um turn on the playstation using the the steam deck and remote access it for whatever it is that you've got to to play so i've been playing a few games like i said i played god of, blood god of war um, gary had said to me he's like say look whatever you do because I, I was playing them um, Harry Potter previously, and he said, "Whatever you do, don't play um, God of War um, on that. It deserves it deserves better." And 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 I, it was almost it was almost right, fully right, <laughs> almost because because I, I, I played like I played like the old I played every God of War game, and, and one of the older games that as a handheld game, it was on the, the I can't remember the name. It was Ascension mm. or something. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, like I played it on that, and it was so good. Um, you know, throwing those um, um, you know twin blades about and stuff. So there is a good good feel to that. Um, but see, coming back upstairs again, um, when I because I had a wee bit of time, so I came up and I booted it up and you know I gave it the big screen uh, treatment. Like I have went back to playing it on the um, the Steam Deck when I was downstairs again. So it's not. It's not completely like I'm 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 there like I need I need to play it on the big screen, but it does make a big difference, especially some of the the big um, cinematic moments. But I would say like a kind of uh, a combination of the two of them. Like the, my internet's fine, so um, it's not great, but it's fine. So having that um, <laughs> bit of gameplay with it with that is is like it's not an issue at all. Like there's I don't feel like I'm missing anything or, or you know missing any blocks or doing anything like that so mm. i'm enjoying it and um, playing it on that but I, I did come back up and it's something that hoodie said i don't know what to interrupt because i think you'd, you'd moved on before it but when hoodie had mentioned the like, you know the single track shot and things like that but, but, um, behind them like oh, some of the the late 
um, stuff. I think I'm just, even though I've, I've been playing it since it came out, but on and off is, is a long-running joke with the podcast. But um, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm just a tiny wee bit ahead uh, where Gary is at the minute. Um, so obviously without getting any spoilers and, and whatever else for, for Gary and for everybody else, um, it's just, it feels it feels like like a, a movie that you just like even like the parts that aren't like the cinematics it still feels like a movie that you're playing like it still yeah. feels like you're doing everything like that you're just completely like in the moment with it like i was watching i don't know how many screenshots i've took um over the last couple of days because some of the shots are just absolutely fantastic you know you're talking to certain people and without even realizing it without even seeing it like the camera's like going down and like panning up to see like see them and and speaking to them in conversation and whatever else like it genuinely like when it's obviously gary said that you know other person plays other people whatever like it it seamlessly switches between them yeah. as opposed to like how some yeah. of the games do it where it's like oh right okay you've got this mission and you're this person now and then it's like oh no you're and there's like you know a cutscene and you know a very hard stop and then you're playing as that person like this yeah, game yeah. like literally like there was a point where you're playing it and you're literally doing moves and button prompts as one and then you're doing button prompts as the next person and then suddenly it switched to the image there the character that you're controlling and mm-hmm. and, and and to be honest i did like playing as them it did change it a lot of it up for me um i felt like even more attached to the game um, and yeah. playing playing with them so i understand the whole um Kratos thing, but I, I just think it is on a totally different level, and hats off to them for being able to change up the combat so much. Mm-hmm. Um, for oh. that, um, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely, and I feel like a great point to the whole tracking shot is the fact that in any other medium that uses this, right, it is the fact that you have to confront the consequence in the moment, and I think in a game that is so much more impactful than watching something like the revenant or birdman where you have just gone through the shit and you're getting to the other side and you're waiting for the cut to go to you know a month later or two minutes later even where you've skipped past the problem and you have to just continue on with the story but in this it's you got into a fight and you know exactly what happens after that fight and you're having the dialogue and the conversation and understanding the ramifications or the pain that has just taken place. And I feel like that in a lot of scenarios throughout the game feels claustrophobic in the best way possible where you are constantly going and that momentum is never taken away from you or halted because the story is in continuous movement. It is, it is such a beautiful way to tell that, and I don't know if they'll continue this thing going forward, but it never felt like a gimmick to me. It always felt like it meant something. There is a transition in the story uh, that is so beautifully done and haunting that I just audibly went, wow. Like, I could not comprehend what I had just watched, and that is the power of like keeping it on those characters at all times, no matter who you're playing as never breaking away and forcing you to keep confronting what's happening and going forward through it instead of around it. I think it's just masterful at 
telling that story and making it so cinematic, like you're saying. You know, there was such a such a simple and beautiful shot in it that I even realized there was a point where one of the characters puts down a goblet and he puts it on this wee single table and then it like zooms right into the goblet and then it zooms back out and the other character's picking it up and then it's like uh, no he picks up the goblet the other character picks up the goblet but it's in a it's like on the same table but a different time yeah. and then it's like it's like oh no you're this character again and i was like yeah. oh, that's, that was that was a beautiful transition to be like this is still the same mm-hmm. shot exactly the same shot of it we're just you're just switching and i was like it was beautiful beautifully done have you and, done one, uh, the one that's the punch to the wall don't think so okay i don't, don't think, think so, so. I've, I've seen that it's pretty cool i don't think he's got to that but yeah but i it's i i, I didn't really i that was good as well yeah it really all of it even even down to like some of the ways they explain how night and day work like getting from night to day and it's still going and i'm like what in the how did you think this through how are you guys so smart (laughs) you know what i'm surprised i was surprised at how many characters are in this game like yeah do you know that way i was i was there was another character and another character and i was like yeah, this is going to be like Game of Thrones, man. I'm going to need to have a fucking encyclopedia to figure out who everybody is and remember everybody. But do you know what? Yeah, they actually ha- they have such an impact in every character. Yeah. Like it's just, you just, you're just like, oh, aye, that's that person, and that's that person. And yeah, you see them again, and then you see them next time, or somebody's in their mission, and you're, and I'm just like, oh, this is perfect. So well done. So realised. And even the villains, well, what, what, at my point, it's this part of the story, I still think they're villains. I don't know if that changes or whatever, but you never know we go to war. Um, but I, I even when I've just met, like, I've just met the gods, the Valhalla gods, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and it's just like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Like, oh, it's yeah. a, a, twist, a twist to the story that I would have never, I'd have never really, anticipated. It really beats on different levels where you're going. And I, at this point, I hope at some point we just do a spoiler cast of this game. I'm, it's... I'm literally about to. I'll let yeah. you finish this point, but I was <laughs> trying to even cut Gary off. Like, so I'll I'll let you go back in, but can we just? Because I would love to. Yeah, I, would, I think it warrants enough of a like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but or whatever it is, I think it's in November. But it, it, it totally warrants the same podcast. But like, we're almost like at fifty minutes. Okay. And, and I knew that I woke Gary up. Like, you started talking about it, so I'm I'm happy if I let you finish this point. But okay. Then, I'm then then we <laughs> Gary's like, oh, that's these characters. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck, no, like, no, yeah. just let's, we, it's what we've been playing, though. Like, no, we've been, we've been playing, you know. can we change the episode yet. title? Is it too late? <laughs> the uh, the last point I'll make is actually one from Ben, where he, it plays into what Gary was saying about characters. The thing that Ben said was they took two characters that upgraded your weapons and made them almost as strong and powerful as the main characters themselves and i think that is a testament to the writing in this game yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they brought them front and center yeah. um so, uh, the only other thing i've been doing as uh, gary had a wee uh a wee a wee dig a wee shot at me before uh, before we hit uh record because i was um away at the uh the driving range today so i've been doing some irl Four. um exercising and um whilst i've been um honing my 
amateur golf skills. Um, and at the same time, I've been checking out some um, some PGA um, 2K23. My mum and dad had got me that as uh, you know a Christmas present, and it was something I was looking at picking up for the Steam Deck. Um, but at the same time, um, I'd realised that I had it on the on the PlayStation. So I think that was another reason why I had thought to myself, Do you know, I'm going to fine tune this. Um, you know, rec- uh, managing to to remote access the the PlayStation because I thought, well, I'm not buying this game if I've already I already own the game, so mm-hmm. I as well just try to kind of install it and and go for it. So I installed it that day that I'd um, set up the the um, remote access, and it's it's actually been really fun just to um, put it on before going to sleep. So you know, play God or whatever downstairs. And then I've been heading heading up, and just you know, because it's I don't mind if there's a little bit of a little bit of lag, because I usually just if it's like as I'm about to swing and I can feel a bit of lag, I'll just I'll kind of swing until it's uninterrupted, and then I'll take the shot. So um, it doesn't happen often. Just every now and again, because the internet at the back of the house isn't great, but um, that's what I've been playing. Playing a wee bit of PGA. It's really really good. I've I've seen them. Some some good things about the the new EA um, title. Maybe the when that's because um, they just brought out their golf uh, golf game. So we'll see how that um, plays out. I'll, I'll can, I ask a, can I ask a question about the? Uh, I know it's two K, isn't it? It's two K. Uh-huh. How is the how is the, how is the like points and stuff like that? I know like they go quite hard on the virtual currency stuff. Is it quite an impact on that? And no, but I've game? heard the I've heard the opposite for the. For EA's game, apparently EA's right. game is really, really, really bad. So if I, we'll, we'll kind of we'll see what what comes of that. But I'm, I started my two K, um, the the PGA one. I started the career, um, and to be honest, like I I play it on, <laughs> I play it on the easiest ones right now, right until I've like found my foot in a wee bit, and um, I'm kind of but like blasting through at the minute. There doesn't seem to be like a, a like a bit that. that that kind of it does have obviously that you can upgrade your your um clubs and stuff. It's it's not as in depth as what previous ones is. Um, I don't know why, but it has changed a wee bit, and I can't quite figure it why. I don't I don't know how you compare your clubs to the club that you can unlock to your current club. So mm. if you're a really like serious golf enthusiast, this isn't your game. But I'm enjoying it. So uh, fuckies. Um, <laughs> so I, I did play as I say I, I did have the kind of easiest mode on because um, it really really fucks with you the wind and, and how the mm. um, greens um, sitting and stuff but it is pretty boring to like fucking birdie every hole and, and almost mm. win every game but just I'm at that point now where I'm like right I'm going to I'm going to turn aye, it up a wee bit aye. and make it a wee bit more difficult and lose all my sponsorships because everybody will think I'm rubbish so um, it you know, as what it is, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I'm I'm enjoying it, so it's something else uh, to play at the minute. Um, so yeah, let's get in to the main show. That is um that has been what I've been playing a very <laughs> lengthy one because it's been a wee while since we recorded and Gary's played too many games, so he's got fucking honestly to talk about. But anyway, um, 
we will uh, we'll throw we'll throw it back to Gary um, because he's got actually other stuff to talk about games um, as he as he demos this uh, new episode format. Like I said, we have this new um, idea and we're just going to try it out and see how we got on. I think originally we'll maybe try and do our le- limit this to a few times um, a year, but. There is a few things, uh, a few different ideas that I'd even had just thinking about uh, what topic I was going to bring to, to this um, episode. So if it's something that people enjoy, please let us know that it is something that you enjoy. Um, we'll try and get into the topics a wee bit quicker uh, in the future. It is just because we've we've played so much and we've, you know, we've not really done one of these for a wee while. So uh, we have went a wee bit lengthy on this side, but um, I'll try and put a time code in. Um, and hopefully you have you have managed to stick around for the topics and let us know what you think um, because obviously if we enjoy it and you guys enjoy it then we'll just you know stick to the format and and, and release more of them because um, it's something it's something that we all enjoy. So Gary, sorry, I wanted to just put a wee prelude at the start there just to remind everybody that be kind, always be kind, but be kind to us because um, fuck me, this is just for a laugh, you know. Right, Gary, take away. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, breaking the topic virginity here. So I felt I felt like we would I would ease us in gently. So I just thought let's talk about games for the first one. I know that's very on brand for us. Um, so my topic is games that people love but we don't. It doesn't necessarily mean that you hate the game. It could just be you find it boring. You don't. You just genuinely don't like it. Whatever. Like it's. It, needs to be a kind of game that people rant and rave about. So for my examples, um, is a game called Horizon. Um, Horizons is a game that gets really good reviews, you know, like eights. I don't know if it got a nine, I'm not too sure, but it definitely got high eights. Um, I just can't get these games. I just don't get it. I just don't. See, when I play it, I, I just think Aloy's too floaty. I just don't really even like Aloy as a character. I think there's only so many times you can hit stuff off a dinosaur and you can start going, right, I can't hit any mere metal off this dinosaur. I'm just starting to get older this now. Um, I don't think the story for Horizon is even that interesting at all. You know, I think it's just no no for me. I've tried. I've completed the first one. I'm 40 years into the second one and I just go, you know what, Sony, this is just a game that I just need to gear up on. And hearing that there's going to potentially be three or four new Horizon games within the next like 10 years is just like, oh my God, Sony, <laughs> you're killing me here. <laughs> see, see, just quickly before you keep get into yeah, it. Yeah. What made you, uh, we have done for the second game, so you didn't quite go yeah. all in buying the second game, but what made you play the second game? Because it's no different for the first game. Like, I know, I, know, I just think, I, I think it was one of the things where it's like I was saying about a sequel, you know? I think it was one of the things I was like, the first game, when I played it, I was thinking to myself, this is a good first try, especially for Guerrilla being obviously a first person, mostly first person games. And I thought, this is a good first try. Um, for your third person kind of adventure game, uh, adventure. Um, uh, <laughs> so I thought to myself, where well, sequel maybe they'll iron out some of the creases, 
and they'll actually fix bits that I like. But playing the second one, I was like, this game is exactly the same as the first one. You've just got more stuff in it, but it's no changed at all. You've just kept the same kind of layout. You've kept the same um, resources and all that. And it was like, this is the parts of the game I don't like in this game. Um, even added puzzles in the game, and I was like, oh, man. I think the characters are so uninteresting. Um, do you know when you hear reviews for that? I've I've went and so all the, these kind of no other games because no other more games in my list here. But like this game, I went and re- I was listening to a review for the new the second one, and I was thinking to myself, I just I've written this guy saying in review, I'm just like <laughs> that's, that's literally what I hate about this game. You know, I know <laughs> the only good thing about this game is that it looks beautiful, and nobody can deny that it's an absolute beautiful looking game. I think what draws me to this game is it's a Sony game. And I just want to rep Sony, you know, I want to be like, Sony, I'm going to get all your games I try, everything you bring out, I'm going to get a go at least. Um, but it's just this game, just Disney, just tickle my fancy, man. It just Disney. And do you know what the thing is? See, when I first seen the first game, I was thinking to myself, eh, fi- eh, no Vikings, cavemen, the metal dinosaurs, what a concept that is. And the actual concept, I was like, that is fantastic. A, a pure, amazing concept. We are people, humans are the actual ones that are cavemen and back to basics. And then you've, you're fighting these robotic, like, super weapons of dinosaurs. What a, what a fantastic concept. I think, I think a TV series for this would be amazing. Unfortunately, for Netflix. I'm quite looking forward. I ah, know. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Netflix will have two good series, and then they'll just they'll just uh, fling the actor out and get another one. Um, it'll get a Hemsworth sister probably. Looks <laughs> available. Um, so I, I, Horizons, Horizons, one of my first ones. I don't know if you just want to just go back and forth on Horizon, or do you just want me to continue? I actually, I, I have two points to validate your argument for my own sanity as well where my i (laughs) spoiler alert we were talking about what kind of games would be considered for this before the show and you brought up horizon and that was spot on to what i think is a game that i know people like but i cannot understand why Mm -hmm. where i i'll i'll roll it back just a little bit where i can understand the high sci-fi of it where people really like that kind of story and generally all like that kind of story you know arrival all of those fun you know thinky really thought-provoking kind of (laughs) stories out there for for Mm -hmm. sci-fi fans but when i played through the first one i got to the end and thought that was okay journey that was that was pretty good you know i like you i enjoy the concept more than the execution i'm like oh this is a really interesting idea and somehow it doesn't feel interesting when i'm playing it because like you i had the same thought well that was a good first go i'll try the second one maybe they have nailed what i didn't like about the first one which was mainly the gameplay i don't like the gameplay of these games it is Uh, immensely unfun for me to play i feel like it's tedious in a way that can be easily fixed and there are so many options in there now where games are open world 
but they still cater to making sure your experience is accessible and fun to go through that world. I think a great example is Ghost of Tsushima, where I never felt like there was tedium because everything flowed so easily. When I was navigating that world, I felt I understood where I was going. I liked how they used the wind system. I really appreciated how everything you picked up throughout that world was automatic, where this, there are so many bits and pieces and bobs, and they're scattered everywhere in your sight in Horizon, and you have to pick up each and every one of them. And if I'm mistaken, and there was an accessibility option I clearly missed, which I combed through and tried to find, but Aloy has to manually pick up each and every one of these things. And I found that so annoying, especially because they are necessary. This isn't a thing where I can avoid getting these upgrades. Like, in order to survive in this world or make bows or any of this, I have to pick up flowers and sticks and rocks and whatever have you. And it just kept yep. feeling like going out of my way to do this was not worth my time at the very bare minimum. And I know that might be the biggest nitpick in the world, but it is one that because I've played other games that have done this to ease that problem of an open world, I can't go back now. Ghost of Tsushima ruined that for me. <laughs> if I'm going to yeah, yeah. complain about open worlds now, it's going to be yeah. because Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima taught me that you can do it in a way that makes it feel like everything's moving. It's on a constant. And I can get to point A to point B without feeling like, oh, I don't have any arrows when I get to point B. I guess I got to stop over here and pick up some lavender. I don't want to do that. So when I jumped into two... I thought, well, this will be fixed because Ghost of Tsushima exists and it's in the Sony family. So they must have taken notes. I've heard that they all share, you know, systems in some way. They like to be inclusive to all of these studios. So that'll be alleviated. But no, I'm 20 minutes in and I'm going through this dungeon or whatnot, these ruins and oh, you need, you need to make a bow. Quick, go over and find some sticks. Collect two of them. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll get these sticks. So I'm going, I'm gathering, I'm doing that. And I'm making the bow. And it, it just feels so long in my head. Like, it's such a weird thing to be because I had spent, you know, 20 plus years not complaining about this. And now I am because I know what it can be. Or even to move away from ghosts to go over to something like... Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo in the same family. They also do that where it's a quick pickup. They'll, he'll just pick yeah. things up around him. Or even in Spider-Man where I never felt like the momentum ever stopped. I didn't have to go over here and get a health pack. I was, if I wanted to heal, guess what? I punch somebody and I'll get more health. And I thought all of that in tandem is now making it harder for me to play open worlds that feel dated, that feel yeah. Yeah. slower and halt me from where I'm trying to go. Uh, another factor in that was the uh, grapple hook that they introduced, and this is 20 minutes into the game. This is not a, mm -hmm. you know, like a amazing revelation that you find later on, but you get this grapple hook in the second one, and I assume it gets more interesting and dynamic throughout the game, but it wasn't in the beginning where I felt like, okay, I have to hook onto this thing and I have to yank it out, and I have to do a quick time event, and then I have to grapple hook up here. But it never felt fluid. I didn't feel like it was 
similar to the rope system in like the last of us or even uncharted four. And it definitely wasn't, you know, Spider-Man's webs. So it's this weird, like C tier version of those mechanics that I was like, well, I just know this isn't going to be fun either. So I'm two hours into this game already finding things that I'm upset about <laughs> and not, not upset in like a strong way, but to the point where I'm like, if there's 40 hours of this game, I can't do this. I should stop now. Do you know what the thing is? It leads to the longer you play, like the, the more the map you unlock, it's actually more stuff to pick up as well. It's no, it's no just sticks and lavender. There's <sighs> like all, it's all different stuff. There's yeah. different berries and there's like glowing something, and it's just like, oh my god! And do you know it's funny? It's funny that you say that because that I, I did the exact same. But my two games that I compare everything to, and it's a terrible sin today because they're probably two of the well well-reviewed games is Witcher 3 and Red Dead Redemption 2. That's just the two games oh, that Red I can yeah. open world open world games is the two games that I compare and they're the, obviously in my mind the two, one of the best um, the both of them are the best open world games ever and I think Witcher is exactly what you were talking about Witcher 3, although it's an RPG and quite heavy way like um, picking stuff up and stuff like that but it was literally like Walk Air X drop down screen, what's in this chest, take all, don't, I'll just take what you want kind of thing. And that was it. There wasn't like an animation for picking up and constantly, constantly doing that kind of stuff. And, but also the opposite of Red Dead Redemption was that game felt slow, but, but that was intended for that game. Yes. Very Whereas much. Horizon, I think Horizon has got a, that pace problem where it's a fast paced game, but then you're constantly stack yes what and i i don't i don't know how amazing that story gets i've heard good things but it also wasn't a story that drew me in enough where i felt yeah. the need to push through the gameplay problems that i had i think aloy is a good character i like her i do think it suffers from what you were saying nobody's really that interesting I, I do think it has a self-serious tone to it where even when they're quipping, it always feels underlined by an impending doom almost. And I, I don't understand why I feel like this world has a sense of dread where it should feel a little bit more optimistic because Aloy for me reads as an optimistic person, but it never feels fun it always feels miserable to be in a world with a bunch of robot dinosaurs and to me that that dissonance never comes to like a good middle ground it's always well I, I, what you're saying and doing feels serious a lot of the time but then you'll say and do things that aren't so i'm not sure where you are on this spectrum i think another game that suffered from that was assassin's creed valhalla where they would have these outlandish side quests that were so much fun and really wacky. But then it was like this super, you know, oh, we're, we're going to war and everything. And I, I never quite found that balance. And most of the time I leaned towards the fun, wacky things that they were doing because I got the most enjoyment out of that. Where Horizon, even in the side quests, I never got to a Valhalla level of a side quest where I felt complete enjoyment i always felt like i was working 
to do something. And that to me is a game where, again, this, these are the people who made kill zone. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt with the first game. Like, listen, this is your first go at making an open world RPG. That's incredible. Great job for mm-hmm. that alone. Like I commend you. That is not an easy feat to shift from making first person shooters for over a decade to this. And then the second game doing it all over again, I was like, okay, now I have to, I have to doubt, I have to move on. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. See, see, playing the God of War, the set, the Ragnarok, and I mean, no spoilers, but it's obviously quite linear. But then the map sometimes has like many, many open worlds. I would say, um, very, very small. But it's just like this area opens up to you. And I think to myself, would Horizon actually work better if it was more like that? Like a yeah. linear path in just yeah. a small open world at certain points instead of this vast open world where I mean the horizon see the Forbidden West, like you start you I think you start off in one place and then you go in there's like th- I think there's three different places you or two different places before you go to the main map. And see when I got to that main map and I pressed the the whatever it was, the the touchpad and it opened up and the map was even in like that screen. I had to like zoom up. And zoom over and zoom down and i was like this is fucking huge and i was yeah. like this this has put me completely after this before i even started that journey yeah yeah i i also think maps are a big problem for me now i i if i see a map that's too big i'm like i know most of the space is going to be empty why did you need this yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is unimportant you need to really think is this world livable or is this world impressive? And I think the world needs to be livable more than impressive. Like anybody can make a big map. We've proven it at this point, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. Or I would rather have a smaller scale map with a lot of like quality to it more than a quantity. map. And I, I do think horizon suffers from that greatly. Suffers in the no man's sky. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sean, like, don't talk no about man. my No Man's Sky. Ah, <laughs> oh, No Man's Sky. Man. <laughs> Fuck so that was, that was, her, that was her Horizon review. Mister <laughs> yeah. Matt, you go ahead to say about Horizon that you like Horizon, do you? You don't mind them? No, it's. Um, I think the first, the first one I played. Um, I don't know between six and eight hours, and uh, I, gave, I had kind of gave up at the time. And then I went back to it, um, kind of during COVID when I was when I was putting a lot of hours um, into kind of games. I, I was I was working through uh, COVID um, as in going to my actual day to day job, but it was a different shift. It was like slightly later, so I'd like type play games in the morning and I'd type and play games at night. So um, it did leave you know a lot of. Um, you know, opportunities for me to go out and try some of the older games as I was trying to, um, my idea was to try and play as many games or complete as many games that I had uh, in backlog and games that were coming out um, before I started looking seriously at getting a PS5. I did quite a lot of games that year, um, for me, quite a lot of games, um, Mm -hmm. just because um, in years gone past and even years since, um, I don't complete very many games or or play a lot of different games. I buy a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> um, and a I lot of platforms. I, I, you know, I have I have every every um, different 
uh, you know, shop, store, whatever available to me, and I just look through them all, <laughs> a bit like Netflix uh, and whatever. Uh, so, I so I, it's just Horizon for me. I was looking forward to the second one. I started it. Um, unfortunately, Elden Ring came out like a week later, so I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I'm going to try this Elden Ring out. I don't know if it will completely be for me. I, I didn't shout out to Al, the Predator Tribesman, who also does the start and uh, and the out, intro and outro music um, for the podcast. Um, free gratis. The guy's a fucking legend. Um, legend. He's he done that for us. So um, I should. Um, but he for my thirtieth, he gave me like like a fifty pound PSN gift card. So I put that straight in. Uh, towards getting the Elden Ring, which I wasn't planning on buying, um, but the, but I, because he gave me that, I thought I'm fucking just pre-ordering this before I change my mind. So um, when I when it came out, I downloaded it, tried it, and I couldn't put it down. So that's um, you know, a long-winded uh, way of saying basically <laughs> I started playing that, and then it just kind of got you know sidetracked or whatever. And I did try and go back to it again, like many moons later. Um, I actually forgot. A very important button that prevented me from finishing a quest quicker than I'd like. I was wandering around these bushes looking for something for a good half an hour before eventually I had to look up like a help guide and, and they pressed this button. I'm like, what the fuck did they just do there? And I had to try and remember <laughs> what it was because it was like no the scan button, but like because it's not the button that shows all the stuff, but the button that scans the stuff that you've yeah. got. So, um, so yeah, I, I find that the the again the, it's just similar to what you guys are saying with it, you know, rehashing or, or going on for too long. But I find the the combination of things um, between like the the whole as Gary puts it, you know, dinosaurs or robotic dinosaurs, whatever. I find that really really fascinating, and I actually like the technology side that like Aloy has as much as I think like surely she's not the only person that's dabbled in this. Technology, like not everybody, like the can be everybody else can be absolutely scared of technology. But anyway, that's for another fucking conversation, I think. But I like the the tracking, like the system, and I like all that kind of projectory kind of stuff. And you know, I like all that kind of AR, you know, everything's all kind of realizing and stuff. It's it is really really cool. Um, but it's just I I, I was I put on and as soon as you go into the, the Forbidden West, whatever, and just what you just said, the map is humongous and I kept getting killed off random things when I was just trying to go to like a certain place and um, it feels like it's one, I know a sequel always does this, I, I, I totally understand it, but it feels like one of the worst examples of like how not to do how not to do this when you like go from being this really like powerful like person in the first game and then it just seems like everything's like much much more powerful than you and you just don't have the skills or ability to do like certain yeah. things so um and the introduction of all these different systems and and shock and fire and ice and man for honestly even talking about it um, i just <laughs> i don't even know what, did, did... Do you know what's strange about that? They introduce a lot of that stuff, but then they don't they don't introduce the weapons a lot. A lot of the time yeah. the weapons you just buy in the store and it's like, 
Right, so I'm not going to get a tutorial on how to actually use this weapon. So I've just to know where I'm supposed to put this weapon and how to use it Like as soon as I buy it. That was really yeah. strange for a game, because you know what games are always like? It's usually A weapon's usually something you get or you yeah. get given, or and it's always like, oh, maybe you should use this for this wee bit, you know, while, while I'm gave you, I gave you it. Whereas oh. this is just like, you go to the store and it's like, you could buy this gun, or this gun, or this bow, or this, this, and this. And I was like, what? You know what's a smart version of what you're saying is the Ratchet & Clank series, where they they sometimes introduce new weapons to you but most of the time they're just in the store right but mm -hmm. what's cool about that is they give you like a personalized video for each and every weapon and they're always comedic in some way but they're yeah. selling me on why i should use this weapon and it's a little yeah. mini tutorial before i purchase it like uh say mr zircon you'll go in to buy him and you could press to preview why you would want to buy him and they'll give you this like small clip and they'll show you like his qualities and what makes him useful or what yeah. he works with well as i think is another uh important part of it like does mr zircon work well with the fire whips or whatever have you like all of those things make that experience better instead of like you're saying okay i guess i'll buy this bow but i don't know what it does because all you're giving me is like a little blurb okay yeah 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 but i uh, so horizon horizon's a game that none of you is like the vault dwellers felix <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe the year for me personally but you know you can speak for yourselves um so another another game isn't it a game it's a series or a, a, I don't know, a genre if you like um is arcade fighters Nah. I have tried and tried <laughs> and tried. Tekken's, Tekken's about the only one that I've ever gave a really good go and I was starting to get good at. But even then, I was like, still don't really like this. So the nah. games I'm kind of talking about are Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and uh, oh, God, I didn't write it down. Um, the Warner Brothers one with Injustice League. No, what is it? Injustice. See, that's like the that. only one I've liked. The yeah, Injustice. Me too. So, I liked Injustice. I, but I I've think tried... that's also my bias for DC. Yeah, that I that could be. Um, I've tried every one of these, and I just I just don't get it. I just it's just no me. It's see when I'm holding a controller, and you go to that start screen, and it's like menu, and it's combo list, and it's like yeah. XX up doing nothing. Yeah. I'm just like my my brain just does not compute with this, and it's no it's no a get good kind of thing. It's just my brain does not work like that. I right. can't see as soon as a game starts doing that. See as soon as a game starts this, or if you just press uh, L1, R1, and then uh, <laughs> X and circle together, yeah. and it, my brain's just like, no, game over, man. I just, I just does not compute. Um, it feels like Exactly, exactly. Um, I look at these games afar. I always compare it to wine. Um, I don't like wine, but I would like to like wine. And that's exactly <laughs> the same. It's exactly same with these games. I look yeah. at them and I watch people play them. And you know, like you've seen the tournaments. Everybody's seen like the tournaments that they do. And there's these people that are literally balling at this game. You know, they're literally juggling the uh, juggling somebody like for the constant the, the full fight. And I'm just like, that is so impressive. Um, and they know all the combos and all that kind of stuff. And you're just like, it's it's just so cool to watch. But when I play this game, it's just like. Ah, just press X. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kick, kick, kick. <laughs> like you know? those series of games that you've rattled off 
are always full of communities that are just so passionate and like yeah. enthused that I'm like, Oh, I love that you guys love this. I mean, even, even our friends, Jake and Phil, like their enthusiasm for that genre is palpable. And I go, Oh, that's awesome. And I would love to understand that, but there's no chance in hell that I can. And I've picked both their brains to some extent of, Oh, why do you like this? And they'll explain it. And I, 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 understand enough but the second i try it is that thing where it doesn't compute <laughs> don't yep. i'm not yep. doing this i've got to move on also i never feel like i learn anything where i can be competent i think even smash bros is another offender of this for me where man i i know i played it as a kid and all of my friends had fun and i i had fun as well i'm not going to say i didn't but it was I would never win. <laughs> I can tell you that much. And I never will. And years later, as as Smash Bros. continued to come out, still never won, still never quite understood what I was doing. And that, I think, is like, you know, for lack of a better term, baby's first, like, fighting game. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. I can't manage that, no chance in hell I can manage the other ones. I think, I think for me, it's kind of a bit of a bias for these kind of games as well, because, you know, like, Injustice... For it, like, I think I think you can play a lot of difficulty. I think there's a difficulty, but anyway, I always just play games with normal. So if there was a normal difficulty, that's what I'll play on. I never put it on easy. I just I feel like I can't put it on easy. It's just my brain going, "You don't play it easy. You play normal. Just play normal." You know, that's what my brain goes like. But seeing injustice, I couldn't get by a part. I just couldn't get by it. I was just like, I cannot do this. Like, yeah. it's just something about me and these games that it's just like you're shit at them. And that's probably a biased part yeah. of my brain just going, well, do you know what? If you're shit at them, you're not playing it. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't like them. And that's just the end of that kind of thing, you yeah. know? Um, but no, do you know what? It's, it's weird because I do like some fighting games, like the UFC games, fight night games. Uh, a big one for me and Sean, I know we both of us love them. And I know they're much more simple than a, an arcade fighter. Um, but I, arcade fighters are just something that I just cannot play, man. And they'll just go on my stuff that I would love to play, but I just, I just can't. Eh? I just cannot. Uh, what about you, Mister Mac? What about, what about you in the arcade? I know you played Injustice. Yeah, I did. Um, I did really enjoy Injustice. I don't remember too much about the second one. I'm sure I played it, but uh, I don't remember too much about it. I, I enjoyed the the story elements, um, like introduced, although. <laughs> I can sit and play like um like a Mortal Kombat kind of game or like a, a stage um fighting game like where it's like uh two element driven and you just kinda try and see like how long you can kinda last and stuff. I, yeah. I do quite enjoy them. I don't play a lot of them. Um uh, just because a fear of buying it and, and not playing it enough. Um, so I just I just don't want to waste the money almost or whatever. I waste my yeah. kind of time on that kind of thing. Um, obviously, I have a huge affinity for Mortal Kombat from you know back in the day, and um, yeah. when we had like a, the the pool of games was much much smaller. Um, you could say so. You you did tend to play like some of these games, especially um, when you get into the idea of like co-op and stuff co-op wasn't really a thing when we were growing up so it was always like pass about the controller but you just generally don't really do that now so um you know playing Tekken way like some of my uh, friends like back in the day like I, I really own Tekken but they did um 
I, I, you know, just kind of button bash and stuff. I do have a bit more of a technical mind, so the button combinations, I don't kind of fear them or anything like that, but um, I do get, like, that kind of frustration when a game, get when it gets to a certain point, like, this is fucking too hard, like, I've just not going to be able to do this, but there is a true, like, excitement from, you know, getting to that point in a fight where, like, this this guy is absolutely kick my ass and then all of a sudden like you kind of get the better of them and it's like right down to the wire like yeah. or, or like the opposite where they're right at the button like they're right like all you have to do is hit this guy like one more time and then they start getting the better of you and that kind of panic sets in like it doesn't sound like a good fucking thing but there is like <laughs> some sort of like enjoyment to that I feel yeah. anyway um, but like it's, it's not like a hell I would dive on you know I don't think you know, if 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 somebody, you know, there's things you can see online where it's like, pick a type of game to banish oh, yeah, to yeah. the fucking nightmare realm forever. Fighting <laughs> games would be like one of the first one. They've been driving games. It's just no something yeah. I yeah. generally always play. Even though I mentioned Foles earlier, but they're just not up there with everything else. But I wouldn't have like it didn't come to mind when you put the the idea for this topic out there. Like games, I know that you has wrote like games that we like either hate or love that others don't and then obviously you said at the time um hate not really the word it's just just yeah. just really just the, the word that we're using but no you don't really hate anything so it's just games we kind of dislike um these are not the type of games that came to my mind because i just don't have that many strong feelings for them yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know what? I, I've got I've got another couple, but I just feel like I'm I, I'm talking too much. I feel like passing the passing the buck on to everybody <laughs> else. So we'll just we'll just go with Hoodie first. No, no, do I fuck it, Sean? You were talking there. Right, go. You just sure. continue. What's a game? What's a game that you you? Uh, well, we don't people love, but you don't. <laughs> um. So I have to I have two because I had I put kind of well, I put two forward for the for the others don't uh, the others um like but I, I don't but just because of the way that you'd phrased the, the question about either that we hate it or love that others don't and i feel like we have been ridiculously unusually negative in this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Good far forever so i'm going to swap it and i'll go to the, the games that we love people can just skip this next part right but <laughs> i'm genuinely serious no trolling <laughs> Uh, I didn't play the sequel. I'll say that right away. I've fucking loved Knack, right? This is like the one of the, like the biggest. This this could get us cancelled, right? That's how that's how bad of a statement that was, right? I swear to God, I'm not even joking. I really thought about going for the platinum for that game, but it was just there was like there was like a couple of trophies that it's like no, that's too much time. Um, I don't know if like a lot of it's didn't it? like it was like one of the first games that, for the console at the time, um, and and it was like, oh look, it makes a noise through the controller and stuff. Mm. So it it was just one of those kind of gimmicky kind of games. But I just I love I love three D plat- platforming games. I know it's stupid. I know it is. I know like, but so is everything else. Like what Mario eats a mushroom and then doubles in size and he gets one hat and he fucking halves in size. Like it, 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 the premise is still there. Like you, you're yeah. that and you and you unlock some. You unlock the bits and pieces that he's made out of and he absorbs them and he gets bigger. Like what's 
what's wrong about that? People are so offended by that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really understand why. And it's like, oh, he can he can like let go like some of them, and then he ends up really small again. I think it was really cute, but I don't think there was enough out. Every, like, mm. so two things. Like, I think the reason maybe why I like clicked with it so so much, or like gave it as much a pass, is because I wasn't as much. I also think the opposite, where so many people came at it because there wasn't as much else to come at at the time. Mm. Like maybe I don't know, but um, I feel like the story and the art style and that was pretty cute as well. So um, I think there's a lot of kind of a lot of kind of heat on it. So it's quite funny when people uh, like when people bring it up on like podcasts and stuff, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, like knack, oh, and it's like. No, I, I fucking like it. You know, I just. <laughs> it's funny, I, you know, it's you talking about Knack, it just uh, pure unlocked a memory. It's just like, I remember Sean gave me this game and then he'd be like, oh, Knack's a brilliant game, you should play it. It's kind of like, uh, I, I don't want to say you said it was like Mario, but, you know, it's kind of it's sort of puzzly. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's sort of puzzly. You like, you like it, it's really cool. And I played it and I was like, what is this shit, man? Oh, <laughs> 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 what? Like, is he fucking having me on? Like, is this is a fucking good game. Like, no. I, I just, just Disney click with me at all, man. Right. No, so, I'll, I get it. I'll, I'll say, I've played both of these games. I agree with Mac. Really good games. There you go. Really good. There you go. <laughs> the only the only problem I have with these games is the missed opportunity. All right, Knack mm. Two should have been called Knack Two. Knack is back. All right, and then this, if they made a third one, Mark Surdy, if you're listening, make a third one. All right, I know you can. You have the power. We were able to make two of these games, and like Max said, nobody's ever said they like them. So <laughs> clearly, you could make a third one. And if you do, you, you call it Knack 3, Knack Attack. All right? I'm not asking for much here. Okay? I'm not complaining about your gameplay or your character design or any of that. Only the naming. Change the names. Go back and change the second name to Knack is Back. Do Mr. Mac, we, we need you to play uh, Knack 2 to confirm if it's good or no by the next series, uh, the next episode. <laughs> play it, Mac. Uh, You'll love it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, so I, it's, it's, I get, I get, I do get it though. I get like some of the things that people were picking up on, but it's just sometimes I think it's just, it's, um, it's a wee bit like how, um, like Americans say that they dislike Nickelback. Like it's just like a big thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It is like, such an apt comparison. You know, it's just, yeah. I think it's just like fun to like join in on the bit. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, fair. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I, mm. this, this was the question, and that was the first yeah. game that came to my mind. Was, yeah. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the game, and other people don't. So, that's the perfect fits right in there. Um, so <laughs> Between just, you and uh, me, they're all yeah. wrong. Yeah, totally, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I think the opposite then uh, for me was um, so there was two games. I'll just go with one of them now. But um, I, I really don't like the game Among Us. Um, oh no, it's, sus. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I all that shit, and and it's so such a big game, especially with like the young crowd and stuff. I didn't think that that was going to click as much. Among Us was was like has been it for fucking ages, right? So mm-hmm. People probably pretend it fucking hasn't, but it has. It's been it for a long time, 
and then it just somehow got like really popular i don't know if it was like the covid time or whatever the fuck it was but anyway somehow yeah, yeah, it just yeah. got really really popular especially in like the youtube scene and stuff and then all of a sudden like oh these kids were playing it and i was like how the fuck are they playing it and it's like oh well it's a lot it's like they play it on ipads and they don't even need to like speak to anybody it's just like they just vote people or do whatever it is they're <laughs> doing. um but i and and i can see like the thrill behind it but i cannot play that game whatsoever it unlocks like a certain bit of fucking anxiety for me where it's like i don't want to like and it's not the game itself it's it's like the it's it's the thing inside the game where it's where you you like so just say you're playing it now and then you know if you're playing on discord or whatever and which is which is what actually happened i played it once and i played it on discord and i'm like i don't know am i supposed to mute myself now am i supposed to like not be able to hear anybody now like do we do we like who speaks or like are they supposed to be able to hear me um because i don't know if i'm what i'm allowed to say now because i know that person's the the killer but i'm dead so am i just like it's just too much it's too much mm-hmm. to think about like that you're supposed to you, you say this or this and then people are like you know arguing with each other or whatever and it's just that ten- like, i don't like conflict and i don't like it um when people it's like you know he's this person and then the the other person gets really annoyed because they've like accused them of being the thing and i'm like but this is the game though like (laughs) this is all the game is it's just about accusing and trying to like convince other people like i i totally get i don't it's not that i don't um enjoy games that has this is the kind of main idea where you try to convince other people or you know lie and try and sell that lie like i'm pretty fucking good at that um but in this setting i just don't know what it is it's just i'm just not into it so it's i don't know it's just one of the things like it is such a big thing i know that um it's no gary's thing at all i don't even know if he's ever actually played it but um, because it's it's hugely kind of social more than anything else i I don't know what his (laughs) involvement is (laughs) I don't know what who these kind of um, involvement with the game has been, but um, it was definitely one of the first games that came to mind for the opposite side, where it's just uh, you know something that everybody seems to love, and it, it just doesn't click with me. Yeah. yeah, Among Us is one of those things where I've played in a small group of people, just some close friends, and that'll be fine. I think I'm personally bad at the game because I'm a bad liar. <laughs> So I laugh through everything I say, and uh, guess what? That's not convincing to people. If you're laughing while you're trying to tell them, yeah, yeah, Scott was in the the engine room, (laughs) you know? It doesn't work that way. But I've also played it in big groups, and to echo your anxiety problem with it, yeah, I... You know, I have anxiety, and that just raises its level. I, I did did one that was on a stream that had a lot of people on it, and the tension that was in there with people who are just you know like me playing it and if i die i die if i can't lie i can't lie and it's over and i don't know what to say i you know it's just a game and then there were other people who took it so seriously like no i was here in this spot and you told me that i wasn't and you know what like that to me makes it so uncomfortable of a game that i understand why people like it 
I just can't enjoy it that way. I'll I'll tolerate a group of like four friends, but any more than that, I've learned that that is not a game for me. <laughs> that is a game that is scary to play with the wrong people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, like, like there was a time like when I was playing it, and people were like, "So where did like it wasn't it directed at me? It was just I was I was either playing it or watching it or whatever it was." And it's like, "Well, where did you come from then?" And it's like, "Oh, I came <laughs> for this room." And I'm like, "See if anybody asked me that, I'd be like, where the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know any of these rooms. This is the first yeah. time I played this, so how can you catch me out <laughs> if I've never played the game? I don't know where I'm coming from because I don't even know what's happening. Like, who, who did I die? Did I kill you? Like, what happened? I don't know." Um, so I just I don't know I, I know what's the idea is like oh you play it more and you would get it but it just isn't for me it just it definitely nah. triggers something in my kind of fucking anxious brain that I'm like I just there's too much to think about to try and actually even enjoy this so um, yeah, I, yeah, I just maybe, went kind of one for one maybe the game was better uh, when you don't have social interaction you know like as you said like the Wayne's play it and they literally like they don't talk maybe that is yeah. the way the game should be played Aye, ah, so like if it's text based or something or whatever or something like that, where it's a wee bit more, uh, I don't know, less thing. I just I couldn't even like enjoy it playing in like groups of friends and stuff. I don't know, it's just a wee bit f- odd for me. So, yeah, um, yeah. aye, I I, I, I I know you uh, had a, a good few um, examples and stuff, but I just I just went kind of went one for one. I do have another aye, one aye. Um, oh, for games that we um, that uh, other people seem to, seem to love, but it's. Um, I if 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 um, I'd rather pass the the torch on to who do you he's getting to add before I, if I was to drop that one. Okay, so mine is I understand I am in a very 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 small minority of people thinking that this isn't a game; it's a studio, and it's Arcane Studios. <laughs> the people who have made Dishonored 1 and 2, mm-hmm. Prey, Deathloop, they undeniably have impeccable level design. I, I think that's just a standard for them, and they are so good at it. It's the gameplay for me in every single... I've played all of their games, just so we're clear, and I've played two of them to completion, which uh, one was uh, Dishonored 1, and the other one was Prey. Uh, both are games that I can understand why people love them. I cannot understand why people love to play them. It, they are All of their games, for some reason, have this disconnect with me that I just feel like it's, going back to the Horizon thing, a chore to play these games. I feel like... Yeah. They're never fun or fluid for me, and that's not to say they're bad. I, it's just it's clearly a me thing because I am like a one percent of the audience saying their games are not for me. But I think Deathloop was the one that was the last straw of even with Redfall coming out on Game Pass and not a single person in our friend group being like, "Yeah, I want to play that." <laughs> I mean. There's no reason for me to even jump into it at this point because Deathloop was that game that I played it on Barty Chat and everybody listened to me go crazy, trying to convince myself that I liked this game and going, no, 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 this is this is good, this is good, this is yeah, 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 no, 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 I'm having fun here, and the fact that I had to audibly say I'm having fun probably meant that I was lying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's. 
I could not grasp what the point of that game was, and I could not grasp why I would ever want to play it. Even if I understood the story, playing that game felt so dreadful. I was going through and dying and repeating, and I understand the concept of Groundhog Day, but boy, is that a bad gameplay mechanic <laughs> for me personally. I think the same thing was felt in Dishonored, where somehow I could sneak around these people and do this, but it never feels satisfying to stealth. It never feels satisfying to confront people either and like go in guns of blazing. There in no scenario do I ever feel like I'm all all of their mechanics feel very floaty. So like gunshots don't feel like there's an impact. Stabbing people doesn't feel like there's an impact. There's just nothing to it that I feel. Like I don't mm. get that sense of Kratos throwing the Leviathan axe and it like hitting someone and you nail them and like you feel the vibration and then when you pull it back you hear the thump from the audio like all of those things in tandem with each other playing that like orchestra almost of combat for God of War I feel powerful or I feel like this is heavy combat where in Dishonored or Prey or Deathloop all of those games have that same problem of, I feel like I'm paper mache. I don't know what it is, but if you pour just a little bit of water on me, I would melt. I don't know why there is this high praise for it outside of the puzzle element, but even that, I go, well, I mean, I'm getting through all of these levels fine. Like, I can walk through all of them. Like, I'm having to solve anything and and maybe there's a hitman aspect to it that i'm missing but even hitman feels like it's more clear cut on well i could kill this guy with a banana let's figure out how to do that we're dishonored i'm like i guess i could turn into a rat and eat that person but i don't know why i would want to when i could just walk up the stairs <laughs> like I, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's something about that studio that just doesn't click with me personally and that is one that like I've said multiple times, I acknowledge I am probably the only one in existence that I know of besides uh, another friend, just in case they don't want to be outed for it. I'm not going to say who it is, but like we've talked about it and it is, it's like we keep trying and nothing's clicking. I think the closest I got was Prey where I liked turning into cups and rolling around and I liked their goo gun. Um, and <laughs> you know what? Those, that was fun. And, uh, that was that was pretty much it <laughs> for the rest of it. Do you know I I am totally in agreement with you. Totally in agreement. So I'm in your I'm in your one percent as well. Um, I I feel like everything you've exactly said. I'm not going to rehash it, but that is perfectly put by you. Um, I think Arcane always has brilliant ideas for games like Dishonored. Like the world of Dishonored is amazing. Like that sort of steampunk depression, like. It was, it was so good, so good. Yeah. Um, but I, I totally agree. They, I, just the gameplay, just it doesn't deliver it for me. Um, and do you know what's the thing is? Like, see when you see people play Dishonored, and they're obviously amazing at it. Like you're play, watching like games, um, right? Speed speed runs and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and you're seeing people and they're playing it, and you're just like, wow, that's the way that game's supposed to be played. I can't play it like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I play it, it just looks like shit and feels like yeah. shit. 
Um, I played. I, I've only played. I played Dishonored. I, there's three Dishonored in there. I've played two Dishonoreds. I've completed the first one. Played some of the second or the. Oh, I don't know if it was the second or the the DLC. I can't even remember what one I played. Um, and I've played Deathloop, and I got like the first three hours of Deathloop, and I was like, "This game, it's just no for fucking me." It was that yeah. exact reasons as you were saying. I was just like, "No, man." I, I mean, they were in the adverts they were touting it as, "Oh, it's sort of like Hitman. It's sort of like Hitman." And I was playing it, and I was like, "This is fuck all like Hitman." Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but I have to say, I'm I'm totally in the same boat with you. Arcane. The worlds and all that are always good. Their ideas are always brilliant, but right. for me, it just does, that does the delivery as well. I totally agree. Do you have anything to say, Mac? What do you have to say for yourself? Um, <laughs> I I think um, I never played any of the like the the Dishonored games, um, but I felt like they looking at them. I never really felt like they looked like the kind of style that I was interested in. Um, I thought that Deathloop looked like a, a good game until I seen the kind of gameplay loop as well so um, I just I, I understand why Arkane's as a studio is not quite um, there I mean Prey as well was something that I was interested in, in getting into until I'd seen the kind of gameplay it's just not the right not the right style it's not the style that interests me so mm-hmm. um I tend to just kind of stay away from them as well. Um, I wouldn't say that I have like like a massive dislike or anything. I just know it's not for me, so I just know tried them. Um, I had a you know when Dishon- when Gary was playing Dishonored, um, that kind of style. Like I played Thief instead, mm-hmm. which it was just a wee bit more. I don't know. Felt like it was just that tiny wee bit more kind of um, grounded and and I don't know. I I don't know what like. The, the, like what I felt, but it just was a wee bit different to how it looked like that I played. Um, so I don't have too much to offer because I don't play any of the games. I just know by looking at it that it's just no my cup of tea. So I've I've never really tried it. I think I would. I've always kind of liked. I've heard good things about the likes of Prey, but um, I I'm getting to that point in in life now where if something's if something doesn't really interest me, I am no fucking trying it because. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, I don't have enough time to play the games that I've got, so I probably end up in the end just just giving it a miss. But I can understand, obviously. Um, like, I know you're a bit trepidatious about pitching a studio like as general as that, but they do have a very you know you can join the dots between all of the different games. Um, in terms of like, you could look at it and identify that it is an arcane game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is like a very, very obvious like through line between all of them. So I can see why like some people be like, "Well, you're painting them all with a kind of one brush." But even though Dishonored was like a certain particular type of game, and then like you could, there is very strong differences between Prey and um, Deathloop. But there's just I don't know. It's just that kind of that 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 smell of arcane about it that it just. Yeah. It's just not quite there. Uh, uh, fair enough if people like it though, but um, I, I can see why. I can see why you you, you might know. Yeah. So I, I I think I think we've we've sat on this topic for a good while. So I think we should just maybe continue everybody else's topics. Everybody else is happy. 
Yeah, just yeah. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to end up going about seventeen hours long because I feel like this topic we could end up getting revisited because <laughs> if you I've still got some and you've still got some, so you know I think that we could have literally gone forever for this conversation. But no, I'm I'm happy that, that subject went well. I'm quite uh, I'm quite glad we did that one. Um, and who's yeah. next? I think it is social media next. Who's that, Sean? Yeah, that was my that was my good self. Um, yeah, so I had a few, as like I said at the the start of the episode, I had a few um, ideas, and and this was just one that I thought was was pretty good. Um, just given the the kind of current uh, climate in in the last few years as well for for everybody. So just kind of setting the scene, I thought that it would be um, good to probably start from the start from the beginning, like any good story um, in terms of you know social. Um, aspects and, and social media and all that kind of stuff like I was writing down um, a note of all of the kind of social medias that I've had or you know been involved with or whatever it is for you know since you know the very beginning of, of accessing the, the internet and stuff Um, it's so weird because when I was young when I was right young um, like I was I was I've always had the an ability to speak to anybody i think i have like i've like maxed out my perception skill in terms of like being able to know like who to speak to like so as much as like i don't always have the the charisma or whatever it is to be able to like speak to like when i was young like probably young i i was all i would always describe myself as like quite a shy person like as much as like gary laffy's way um off this podcast but i i didn't really I wouldn't have said to me, like I was anything like social whatsoever, even especially in school as well. Um, I always said that one of my biggest like regrets was like not trying to like delve into that kind of side of me um, when I was in school because it just it would have maybe made things like just that tiny wee bit easier. Um, you know, in terms of being able to actually like tap into that confidence that I I now have, but that that comes with time and comes with life and stuff. So it's not always something that you you can just um, hone into, uh, especially something in the past that's fucking literally impossible. But um, when you when you look at like social media in general, um, when I first started using like computers and things like that back way back when, um, I actually think it was my cousin that kind of first int- introduced me into the kind of social aspect. Like I just used the computer to play like games on like Cartoon Network and play games yeah. on like Mini Clip and all that kind of stuff like way back in the day or, or or play like pinpool uh, pinpool uh, pinball like on the computer like I wasn't really doing anything like too spectacular with it but um she kinda introduced me like back uh, when like AOL was a thing um, to like chat rooms so like AOL chat rooms and stuff so I used to just go in and like look at this you know stuff that people were talking about on like um, like the Cartoon Network stuff like it was very much like kid based stuff I was really young at the time um, so that was like that kind of first side where there's like hold on a wee minute like there's actual like other people here like there's people like speaking and all that kind of stuff um, so I don't know how I got started on this, on this kind of side of things but um, when I was in high school, obviously like MSN Messenger was this big thing, um, and I was like, "Oh, what's your, what's your addy and what's your thing?" I don't know how I got so many people or so many different people um, adding adding me at the time. I don't know if it was just like um, like 
I don't, I don't, I was trying to think, I don't, I genuinely have no idea how I, I, I've, I picked up so many people of it was just like being added to group chats or just, you know, being friends with like different social groups and suddenly I managed to get these people or if it was through like later on like Bebo or whatever else, maybe that was the, yeah. how you managed to get adding people. But anyway, I used to like go home from school and that was what I would do is I'd go on, go on the computer and just talk to people for a few hours, you know, sit listening to music and, and talk yeah. to people. I've, I really enjoyed, I actually really enjoyed that, that kind of thing. It's like going and speaking to like, you know, four or five different people at the one time, which is so strange to think about, but that's generally like what you've done. Um, yeah. And you spend, then... You spend, you spend six hours in school with the people and then you go home and talk to them all night. That's what it was, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I didn't really... It's funny though, because I, I didn't really speak to the people like... So when I was in school, the people that I hung about with, like up to like a certain year, I didn't really speak to them outside of school um i had like a different group i hung about with people outside of school uh, up until like a, a certain up until i met you actually I, I had a certain group of friends first through to third year uh, fourth year or whatever um and weren't really speak to them in school and we spent most of the time speaking to each other like like actual like in real life like yeah, yeah. Rather than, rather than, so the people that I spoke to on like MSN, like I spoke to like a lot of people, you know, like different people in school or different other schools or even like people in like different countries and stuff like that. Like I, I met people through, um, I don't know if you ever know, there's a website called Habo. It's like Habo Hotel. You have this wee avatar and you have this like a room that you can put furniture in. It's a stupid, mm. another form of social media that is mm. just ridiculous when you look back on it. But, um, like just shows you like all these different forms of it as much as you didn't really like fully comprehend like that social media tag back in the day because it was just another it was just something else it was just a game that you played where you talked to people like that's what i saw it as Havel because yeah. that's what it was even Bebo it was just like everybody has one of them and it's just people for school or family or whatever and and all that kind of stuff it wasn't really until like you start looking as you get a wee bit older and you start looking at the whole side of Instagram and, and, and Twitter and whatever else, like getting on Twitter and, and you know, posting stuff and, and trying to like, I don't know, at first when I first started using Twitter, I never used to post anything. I'd be too fear, generally too scared to post anything on Twitter because I was like, what if I post something and, and no, like, I'm sure everybody's the same, but it's like, what if I post this and nobody likes it? Nobody like sees that. They, I mean, how stupid is that? Like, what does it matter? But it, it does, does, it does affect you. Um, and then it was like, well, what if I respond to this person and they don't? It's that conflict thing again. What if I respond or what if I say this thing and they don't like like what I've said or say whatever it is or, you know, I'll just I'll just not say anything. Then it's not really worth it. Um, and fuck me, I wish I'd stuck to that. Because when I then started to get to know people, when I started to get to know people more, um, the, like the whole Twitch thing was a complete like blessing to me at the time that I found it because I found so many. I, I came across like like hoodie prime example. I came across some really really. I would never take it back. Some really really cool people. 
um, great life changing people that I've met through that. Um, but as 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 good as the finite a number of people that I've met, the other side completely fucking weighs them right off the fucking the scale. Um, <laughs> the day I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but the day. Um, because oh, I can see my house from up here. I'm off. The <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, because there's just there's just so much there's there's so much stuff on like social media these days now where it's Twitter in particular. Um like everybody keeps saying, Oh Twitter's a cesspool, Twitter's a cesspool, it's it's just it's like, yeah, because you have made it like that. Like <laughs> you don't you don't have to say everything. Yeah, you don't have to post about everything, post every negative thing, every everything. Like you don't have to do that you don't have to have an opinion on everything you don't have to you know think that you need to correct everybody you don't have to argue with everybody you don't, yeah. see, genuinely see, you don't see, see, the, see the anime i'm watching right now there was a bit where he pops up his uh his social medias right so it was like instagram but it was like say it was like snapgram and stuff like that you know it was just stuff like that and he scrolls down and it gets to twitter that says mob Mob itter. <laughs> aye, aye. That was like that's perfect. That's that absolutely perfect. perfect. <laughs> absolutely perfect. So, um, it's just uh, it's that kind of thing where you know the whole cancelled culture thing and all that kind of stuff. Twitter is so powerful. We put aside all that Elon Elon Musk shit. I, I genuinely hope he burns the fucking thing to the ground, right? But you know, put <laughs> put that to the side, right? Um, Twitter for me, like over the years, has been really really good because. It's fucking quicker than the news. Like it, stuff yeah. breaks on Twitter quicker than any news channel or 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 fucking newspaper ever could because there's no fucking rules. You can post whatever the fuck you want, unvalidated, whatever. People just post shit. Oh, this has happened. Oh, there's a fucking person with a gun inside Asda. You're like, oh no, like oh, I hope everybody's all right. You know, I've light a candle for you or that shit. And then it's like, oh, actually, it wasn't anything. Like, it doesn't matter. You can post anything. Um, yeah. or, or you get, like, news or, like, transfer news or, like, somebody said stuff, like, like letting celebrities on onto that is, like, it's funny. some of the funniest shit ever because they just say, like, stupid stuff or whatever. And it's like, oh, I can't believe they just said that. I'm going to follow this guy and see what happens. <laughs> um, but there's just so much stuff on there that it's so hard to... It's, it's hard to switch off from it. It's become a very like I am so fucking addicted to this stupid fucking thing here. Oh, like yeah. it's unbelievable. Um, like I don't, I generally don't. I just try. I don't go on it anymore. It's completely affected my concentration. Um, just to the point that if I'm like, if I'm like playing, a, I know everybody says this. So it's, it's not woe is me for anybody fucking starts right. Everybody does the same thing. <laughs> If I'm watching, like, if I'm playing a game and then, like, something's happening, like, I'll pick up my phone sometimes or whatever. So you're just trained to, like, fill in the gaps. Yeah. So when I'm now then, like, say, like, at work, for example, and I'm, like, waiting for files to copy over or doing something or whatever it is, or, or even, like, oh, I'm walking to the bathroom or I'm waiting for my food to heat up in the microwave, I'm like, oh, fucking, on the phone, let's see what's happening. Like I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that side of things. I think that's just like it's a total like you, you're not even letting your mind like completely 
you know, zone out or reflect on anything. So that whole that that idea of just being so fucking attached to your phone, like that's wrapped in what I was trying to kind of get out of this topic is how to try to come off of that, how to come away from that kind of thing in general. Like, and I don't think the answer is completely like. Like, oh, I'm just going to, like, oh, I'm going to try and go a full day with my phone. Like, no, they're quite important, these things. Like, I use this. I I use this to communicate, like, with my parents every day. Like, I phone my mum every day on the, on the way home for work. I message, um, I message Jillian, I talk to you. I message group chats, like, with Hoodie and our, our good friend Ben. Like, those are real positive points in my day, being able to speak to people and whatever else. But it's just such a distraction having it and as i've said i've tried to kind of wean myself off of off twitter but I, f- I genuinely fear that i'm just replacing it with something else and that's mm-hmm. right now it's that is those um like youtube short videos or instagram reels like where it's just quick <laughs> one minute like all your sudden two hours have passed moments like where you're just like watching all these quick videos and stuff like this i could i, mean, I could do so many different like more useful things with my life than, than being on social media but I cannot for the life of me switch off yet. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know how you know I don't know how to sort that. Deleting all the apps isn't the answer either because I want to be able to like interact with stuff that you know friends have posted and whatever else or I want to be able to promote this for, like for us. Um yeah. or I like and I like to go and and see specific things. I'm doing really good with it. Um, it's not as bad as what you know. I'm trying to make sure I stay away from the conflict side of things, which was the last kind of thing I wanted to to mention. Mm-hmm. But is what you what you don't want to see, you know, in terms of who you unfollow, you know, what you want to hide, that kind of thing. Like I've seen so many people, I mean, who they have joked about it before, like <laughs> where it's like, I'm 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 taking a break, guys, from social media. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go off now. I'll see you on the other side. And it's like two hours later, they're back at it. like a bad fucking habit, you know? And it's like, come on, man. If you want to take a break, take a fucking break. I followed somebody and they were like, um, uh, what was it? There was something, I can't remember the, the reason, but basically they were, they, 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 they'd said something and there was a big kind of debate or whatever it was. I followed them because I thought some of their other tweets were quite interesting and I'm just kind of followed. And one of the tweets that they'd tweeted out not long after I'd followed them was, um, you know, I see a lot of new people kind of here. I'm really sorry that I'll have to kind of let um, you guys down and I'm, as, as I'm actually going to just completely remove myself from, from social media because it's just, uh, from Twitter because it's just becoming too much and I thought oh that's a shame, I'll just unfollow them then because I don't really want I don't, there's no point in following you if you're not going to be tweeting fuck all anyway yeah? um, so I unfollowed them and then like I seen stuff that they were posting the other day and I'm like oh they're back and I clicked and it's no, they just never left like they just wanted to create this dramatic thing and that's what it is about that's what the whole thing on social media is about is what can i say that's going to be dramatic enough for somebody to click that stupid heart button you know for for so that they can get a wee bit of attention for a day and i and i I apologize i don't mean for it to come off as so negative because i think there's still some really really good things that can come out from social media and 
and and and the dopamine hits that you get are are unbelievable. Like I've got oh, an yeah. Instagram reel with a thousand views. That stupid cooking one that I, that I posted the other week. Stupid! Come on now. A thousand people have watched that. That's crazy. Um, so it's just a stupid thing about making food. I know you've already corrected Delicious. me, but. <laughs> um and you know and the worst thing is is i feel so guilty about the fact that i enjoyed making that like i don't know why i just day i don't want i'm like because in my mind at one point i was like oh cool a thousand people watched that well i should i should maybe make another one of them because i quite enjoyed that but i'm like no i don't really want to get in that rabbit hole because what if i make another one and it doesn't get it doesn't get like plays you know what i mean like what mm-hmm. like so I don't want to be in that. I just made it because I was like, I just fancy I'm making food. I feel good. I'm going to just make a wee thing because I've, I've quite, I quite like seeing them. Um, so, you know, should I be doing them because I actually liked doing it and, yeah. and I just try and forget the whole, like, like the, that, do you know what I mean? The interaction side of it. Like, so if, if I do it and it doesn't get them, like, should I just try and do that without even looking at it? Because I'm not looking at the plays. It's this Instagram stupid app tells me that a thousand people. I don't know how many people have played it. The yeah. next one, the next one needs to have the TikTok voice woman. I just got home. Going to make my Nando's pasta. One hundred percent. That's ten thousand likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would do that, but only if you if it's you doing the TikTok thing and oh, I'll send you send it, I'll send you <laughs> and you voice it over. Um, so yeah, I don't have too much more. Like I'll throw I'll throw it out there because I'm I'm sure you could probably touch on a good few things that I've I've mentioned. Um, I don't I don't want to like go and and be like, oh, that's my early bit, and then throw it back and forward. Like I just thought that it would be better just to kind of run through. Yeah, like how I was kind of feeling about it. I'm sure I'll come. I'll come back in, but um, I, that's that's just generally how I feel just at the minute about you know social media in terms of you know how I've evolved with it, and it's really mm-hmm. just been a thing with the time. Like it's been, you know, if there's stuff to talk about or whatever it is, you know, following like say kind of funny and all that kind of stuff over the years. There, there always was that kind of you know some sort of kind of community talking online kind of thing but i'm just no i'm just no one for that um i just enjoy enjoy seeing or watching content and stuff but i don't really enjoy watching or listening to most of the people that talk about yeah. um so i just trying to like wean myself back bring it way back a little bit and and make sure that i'm kind of looking after looking after me you know when I when I saw the doc and I saw your topic, no offense to either of us, Gary, but I thought this was the most interesting and relevant one where thinking about what social media has done to society and keep in mind, society is 25% of America. I can't account for the rest of the percentages of the world, but Twitter is 25% of this country. That's barely a drop in the bucket when you really think about it. And so it is an incubation chamber. It is an echo chamber for two different mentalities. And I think it was a destruction of all personality where I jumped on a social media very young 
with MySpace. I think that was my first introduction to, oh, this is kind of fun. This is interesting. But that was a hub for community, similar to what you were saying early on for uh, Habble, I think is what you called it. That's what MySpace was for me. And I think MySpace was a creative outlet to, oh, here's, I'm going to design my page and it's going to be fun and colorful. And here's some music that I'm embedding. And here's all these other little fun, you know, uh, widgets that you can add. And it's like a small personal experience that you're enjoying. And that turned into, oh, Toontown Online. That looks fun. And it's a game now that I'm experiencing that same kind of camaraderie in a small community, but now I'm getting to play a game. Toontown Online was a very important to me in my life in socializing. I'm a child of homeschool. I <laughs> did not have a very big social life early on. I had friends later on, but I think friendships, which will... This would have been a great segue for the third yeah. <laughs> But for now, I think friendships at that time were very much uh, singular moments that I had more than long-term things. And that's where Toontown Online changed that for me, where I made friends on there that I talked for years with that carried over into the 360 era. And Xbox Live was my next upgrade into what I consider to be social media, which is any kind of social interaction that is coming from an online stance. And I think all of that connectivity and that integration into my life kept bleeding in more and more where that became almost an identity, uh, whether or not it's the same kind of I, I tend to try and uphold the person I am online the same way I am offline. And I like to stand by that as much as I can without, you know, I don't like sacrificing my morals or ethics for some kind of goal. Uh, and that's how I've maintained my online experience throughout wherever I am. But it is that thing where you start to micromanage through this 360 era for myself. Oh, okay. Well, I'm spending so much time on Xbox Live now. It is almost more than half of my life because I have to be like, well, I've got this game at six. Oh, I've got to be in this party chat to discuss the league at this time. Yada, yada, yada. It's now becoming a part of my life. I can't just turn it off anymore. And then comes cell phones, which I think are the detriment to all humanity at this point. We are so reliable on these things. We are so addicted to them that we forget that we even have to remember phone numbers when it really counts. We can't even put down our phone and simply remember our own phone numbers half the time, let alone anyone else's. And I think that is such a scary place to be. So when social media was introduced to that same addiction and that same reliable and dependent source of information, and we no longer looked outside of that, that bubble just consumed everyone, including myself, which started with Instagram. And I think that is what created a lot of my depressive thoughts. It created a lot of my anxiety. And that was so early on and so ingrained in a child uh, that it was hard to ever shake. And I think of how many kids right now are being inundated with it on a much larger and faster scale. And it is getting to you 
in seconds uh, rather than minutes or days like it was for me back in my my era of the beginning of this like instagram to me was here's this you know shoddy filter that's like a, a sapia and you know a weird picture of like a notebook with a drawing in it and i got a few likes from friends or whatnot but then i moved on but then jump cut to where we are today and how much we all rely on it and depend on it and it's our social interaction most of us do not have friends offline you know there is that reality now where so many of the people that i talk to say well no I, you know everyone i know is here i i don't have anybody else and that is just a factor of why i think social media is so scary uh but i will say without it that platform you were talking about mac is very important as well i i say all of the scary things because there are so many positives to go with it i think the fact that i have met both of you and you two created this thing and then brought me on would have never happened without social media it would have never been a reality podcasting probably would have never been a reality i i'm not going to tell your story but even your relationship right how important was that to you with social media mac and understanding like that aspect of it and how important that in uh, like impacted your life the same way friendships have impacted mine i wouldn't be at the place i am confidence wise or cared for or supported without it so i understand the qualities and the negatives to the spectrums that they come from and the far sides of it but i think social media is far more bad than good personally uh the same way you're thinking of the scales it, it is a scary thing to think about i mean even and this is all going to be long-winded i'm going to go the same route as you did mac where these are just all my thoughts and whatever have you but the the other element that i've added in is art right and whether i'm i'm good or bad does not matter it is the fact that i have taken it upon myself this year alone to upload a single drawing every single day and i will keep doing it until we get to the end of the year and we'll see where we go but playing into what you said early on oh do i want to do i want to post this because what if nobody likes it what if nobody responds to it? What if nobody interacts with it? All of those things affect me, affect so many of my friends, where you are always second guessing your quality of life and your worth in this place that we are at, where I don't think in reality, most of us would have experienced if we hadn't had social media. I think most of us would have, sure, had second guesses sure maybe overthought some things but not on the scale that social media creates because there are times where i'll put out a drawing to have one like and although i am greatly appreciative of any likes it is that thing of oh so this was bad that's the only way i can take that right this was bad nobody else liked it and that's horrible to think you know somebody who was 14 in this era of social media interacting with that oh i put out this picture and that is their only sense of value 
is so scary. I, I worry for what that does to kids, especially, and mm -hmm. even the adults that I talk to, like how much it has affected them to the point where they become paralyzed to the idea of doing anything. Like you said, oh, I made this video that was really successful. What, do I want to put out another one? Now you're starting to second guess it. Now you're doubling down on what social media does best, makes us doubt everything we know. We lose what I began with, morals and ethics that we believe in because social media is tricking us into this idea that you have to sacrifice something in order to get somewhere or do something or succeed. And what is a measure of success anymore? Because so many people measure it by numbers, but shouldn't it be the growth that you earned, the growth that you have developed in your craft, whatever it may be? I think that is a measure of success we no longer take into account. We only take into account quantity, not quality. And all of these things are working in this, again, this incubation chamber to really recondition us, really make us focus in on things that aren't real, that don't matter. Uh, and then the echo chamber saying all of those things and validating all of those things because I put out a post and you know what? Somebody on it said that I am not good at art. Oh, you're right. That one person did say that. 40 people liked this post, but that one person said they didn't like this piece of art. So I am a bad artist because I've been reconditioned to think that's the value of what I am. That's all I am. I'm one comment. I'm one like, and there's nothing more to it. And it's so depressing. And I think mental health is a big factor in this conversation of it is rising higher and higher and higher because social media is such a detriment to society and so damning to many, many people, whether it is 25%, that's enough to say, well, that can spread. Like the impact that social media has had on world events, on political driven agendas, to health, to countries, entire regimes like it's undisputable how powerful this platform is and that's good and bad but i think it leans far more into the bad space and i continuously worry about that i continuously think oh we have to stop we have to get away from this as much positivity as any of us can create as much positivity as any of us can do somehow it always gets drowned out somehow it's always outweighed because the algorithm says negativity is more popular. Negativity is more interesting. Half the things I listen to are driven because, well, I kind of want to hear them shit on Avatar too. Like that would be fun. And that's just the reality. But at a point, and I've reached it where I go, no, I can't even listen to this. Like if you're going to shit on this thing just for the sake of it and you have no constructive criticism, I have to move on. Like there's so much negativity. And I hope that you know, it swings the opposite way where I'm going even and where you've gone, where you're like, I'm trying to wean myself off this because I understand what's happening here down to the point where people are capitalizing on suicide. People are capitalizing on self-harm. People are capitalizing on depression or anxiety as not, not even in the virtue, virtue signaling standpoint, they are also capitalizing on the uh, I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't feel good. And then the next day they're fine. And they put out a poll about 
how on a scale from one to 10, how good was I at being depressed? And that is another scary thing. People are putting out dance videos on TikToks where they are just dancing and smiling and happy while they're telling these unbelievably disturbed and morbid stories. And although I am a big proponent for mental health and making sure that it is destigmatized to the fullest extent that we understand that everyone needs to talk, everyone needs to be heard, everyone needs to understand they are not alone. There is a level of clout chasing that we're using mental health for now. And that is playing into everything I'm saying of what has this done to us? What has this reduced us to? Our ethics and morals are just being erased more and more and more. And it's so scary to watch. And it's so scary to just be a bystander or be a active participant and none of it matters none of it even the bad stuff doesn't really matter because we have all become cynical and jaded who are in this bubble it, it is it is a frightening reality i think you know most people can use it casually and that's great but i think there are a lot more in the majority that are using it and going well what's my self-image what's my self-worth what is my value and question it all based off of a like or an interaction and that isn't what people are we are far more than one singular moment on something that is a bunch of zeros and ones this isn't real none of it's real the friendships we can make they can be very real the interactions we have and the arguments we have and the lack of interaction we have isn't real it just isn't it isn't a value you are valuable no matter what you have to remember that you have to take that in and go, okay, just because I feel in this moment, this is not the reality. Turn off your phone, put it down, go somewhere else. Hell, even though it is not the right way that I go about it, I will shut off my phone and I will disappear for a long period of time. As many of my friends know, and they're so gracious in letting me come back and being just as normal as can be. But it is a thing that I, actively participate in where I have to disappear because my panic attacks are getting out of control because I'm so consumed by this thing. And it's so easy to get caught in that you don't realize it's an addiction. I think that's the scariest part yeah. is you don't realize it's an addiction before it's too late. Um, so I think, yeah, I think social media has been this thing that more and more I'm understanding is of no value if it is such a detriment to all of us and how we interact with each other. And even down to the bare minimum of, oh, I liked this thing. Fuck you. You're not allowed to like that thing. You fucking idiot. What's wrong with you? Like, come on, would you do that in real life? I would do that between you guys, but we're friends and we're just joking around and we know that. But these people most of the time aren't. <laughs> it's like, well, what happened to our civility? Even that's gone. It's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think um, obviously, there's majority of that I fundamentally agree with. It's just um, it's becoming just a, a huge proponent. I have a huge respect for people who just who are able to kind of completely like stay off it to to however that is they need. Like, say, like say my mom, like she's known any sort any sort of social media, not even Facebook, nothing whatsoever at all. Just you know, does whatever it is, I think, during the week she's just, you know, she'll come home and she'll make a dinner and she'll do her irons and watch TV or read the book or whatever it is or, you know, talk to my sister or 
you know, do whatever, tidy the house, go go to sleep. Like it's like that's that's the kind of thing that you you know, I mean, you can go on WhatsApp and message people and and have that kind of side of things like without having to then um you know go down the whole route of having to like put a poll up as you say or you know go and and fish for for likes like i should i should genuinely should like post more things like not out of like oh this thing got loads of views so really i should post it like i should just do whatever i feel like like them because I took the notion to do it. it shouldn't I? I don't even think that Instagram should be telling me how many plays because it's literally like you got all these plays. Why don't you create another one? And it's like oh, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to do that because of the place. I just want if I want to do it, it's because something else that I I can cook that I like making and and I want to make a wee you know silly wee video. Um. So and I and see to be honest, like. Our memory is shocking, like ridiculously shocking. I think it might be a lot of it to to the the whole kind of anxiety thing or whatever. But um, my memory is getting ridiculously worse. So there's actually a lot of times that I'll post stuff on places and forget that I posted it. Um, so maybe that maybe that's a, a huge benefit for me because I don't mm. I don't go looking to see <laughs> who's reacted to it or whatever because it's I I just generally don't check like so people I sometimes get interactions and I'm like who's who's uh, who's interacting with me or like do we I don't really have a lot of interactions with people on on Twitter so, so when the wee speech bubble comes up well it's like somebody's reacted to, or responded to something I've said I'm like what. I don't even remember speaking to anybody, and I'm like, oh, I'm speaking to Andy, like, uh, as an and uh, Andy Mac, who I play CFE. So I don't remember like what things that I've posted. Um, you'd you'd mentioned something. I don't know entirely if I picked you up wrong in terms that you'd said something about how, um, like me and Gary's um relationship was in terms of social media, but um, I would say that Gary and me are. He is the least person that I interact with on social media. If you discount WhatsApp, I don't interact with Gary whatsoever on anything. Um, to clarify, I meant mm-hmm. as the podcast goes, like the podcast wouldn't have happened. Yeah, the, yeah. The idea that you could do this kind of thing, I guess, is is more of the sense. Not that you wouldn't be friends or Aye. you interact on social media. Because, because even like back, we didn't really use social media quite a lot back when I first or we first had the idea of doing this like i was on twitch but not really on social media it was just the idea of of like i was creating it but didn't really have the confidence or the knowledge for like how we would do this and post it like i always thought that me and him would have to be in the same room and it just that was just never going to happen and because I didn't have the space for it um, and Gary left with his parents at the time and, and I just it, I always thought that you had to have you had to have the, the mixing thing and the headphones and, and and you know two mics and you had to be in the same place so I don't quite know if like technology was there for us to be in our um, you know to be there for us then and, and I think mm. like a huge uh you know component to this is was me like picking up um twitch um yeah. so 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 i to that i probably would say i had social media that did have its its positive sides to things because i had all this stuff set up anyway and it, it was just something that 
you know, one of the we'd always we'd always spoke about it, but it would always be like I don't know, Gary Whip, maybe like once a year at sometimes it was like a, a thing that we would come up in and we would speak about it. I would mention it every couple of months. Be like, we really need to get this podcast, you know, thing. It was just something that we'd talk about every now and again, and it was never anything too too serious. And then you know we we kind of get spurred on thinking, do you know what, fuck it, let's just fucking try this. Like and. It was actually like over like the course of like a weekend that we started like firing together all the socials and what we were going to do and creating all this stuff and then like the following I think the following week or through that week we we like just came together and recorded the episode to see what it would be like so um I think yeah the the building blocks were definitely there so we have to you know pay respect to social media for for that side if you want to call it that but. Um, it's just, uh, it's just something that um, that, that as you've you probably said yourself, who did the negatives are too strong in this one. Um, yeah. In terms of you know where it's what you've got out of it, you know, because you know genuine, like, I don't. It's like just say like the biggest, the big things that people talk about online and people fall out with. Like, I hate conflict. I hate seeing conflict. Yeah. Even like as much as like I don't even like watching like TV shows when there's like something's going to happen and you know that person's going to they're going to like start like falling out, falling out with each other and 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 whatever else like I get it's it's like quite cringy for me I don't even want to like watch it and want to take it in like I just don't enjoy that side of things but social media has like opened this kind of curiosity thing for me where yeah. I'll go looking for it if I know yeah. it's there like something's happened yeah. and I'm like I'm going to go and look oh what have they said what have they said what have they said exactly. and it's like and it's like why <laughs> why why did you know what you know I've just spent an hour reading about this person's fell out with this person because they've said this like I could have went and I don't know like played games or enjoyed myself or oh, went for a walk oh, or yeah fucking anything yeah, exactly oh, so I. <laughs> So I I don't I I I'd never really intended for this to be like to have this kind of negative like fully negative topic and I don't think it has been with we have already spoke about like a lot of positives that have came for it. Um, so I mean I, before I kind of throw um, unless to these get any more, but um, more. for 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 throw it back to uh, to or over to Gary I should say, but um, there is positives to you know social media. I have said that. Um, I've replaced one addictive thing of scrolling the timeline on Twitter with, you know, YouTube Shorts. But I'm getting better with it with YouTube Shorts. I think being like recognizing that habit and that frequency is really really important. Limiting like times for you using that is is really key. So that's really good. And there is other platforms that, depending on what it is that you're looking for, like that you are obviously going to like have a, a you know a, a good time online with it like say yeah. I, i'm i'm quite a fan of reddit it's a it's really a full of absolute fucking morons but they <laughs> they know they they know they are if you know what i mean like it's yeah. very self-aware and it's very yeah. limited in terms of like who's speaking to who and plus i don't know anybody on there yeah so 
it's yeah. I, I really enjoy Reddit for that side because it's just like, oh, I'm going to have a look at you know these funny and it's just more like meme centric as opposed to like people's opinions about things. Yeah. Um. So and you can genuinely like see a lot of these posts without seeing the comments. I think comments is the biggest issue of any form of of social media. You know, somebody like without going into it, but you look at you know the the that this um Mr Beast and and the stuff that keeps coming out, you know, where it's like, oh this you know, he's just doing this to make money or he's not really that nice or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not trying to weigh in on it, but like who fucking cares, man? Yeah. Like who really genuinely cares? Like what you think he's no like he's not making obviously he's making some money. Yeah it's said that he's putting it all back in. The guys made these charity incentive things whoever that has his time but like planting trees and removing plastic for the ocean whatever else and all that stuff and he's he's gave away cars and money and all sorts of foolishness shit you know like a million pennies and all that shit and then he then he gives them to people and then takes them away and gives them money and stuff like i don't get how people can be that like can see that and perceive how to like to not be like generous on that side, like they just want to like shit over things. Yeah. Um. I'm not saying that the guy's perfect. Fuck. I don't. I don't know the. I don't know the guy. I don't care if he's done something heinous. Fine. Whatever. Sue me. Who gives a fuck? Um. But it's just like, do do we really need, do we really need to like go our way to be negative? Like, I don't. What? Why can we not just be nice? Like, what happened to the old saying? Like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't fucking say it. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just. Why? Why not? Why is that not a thing anymore? Like, do we really just have to just weigh in on everything? Like, and then and then and then be annoyed that other people don't agree with like what you've said because yeah. you said something negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Absolutely. I think there are two parts to what I'm going to say to that. Is the first part, I I don't understand where we got lost in the mix of we can all like our own things and then. Also to that, you can express your opinion, but don't make it in a derogatory sense towards someone else's opinion. Why do you have to demean what everybody else thinks? You could also share, oh, but I did like this part about it. I understand what you're saying. I liked this. And so now you're just having a dialogue. You liked that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And I didn't like this. And you're fine with that. It's not, no, no, you're wrong. But how, how is my opinion wrong? It's mine. It's not yours. I'm not yeah. wrong. I just don't think like you. That's the difference. Yeah. And I think we've, t- I've even lost it at points where I'll just get sucked up in my own head and be like, oh, no, nah, that's totally wrong. There's, that's like, no, it's not. No, what are you talking about? Also, why do I even care? It's a thing about Spider-Man. What, what does this matter to me? It's Spider-Man. Who, who, who gives a shit? He's not real. I love him. That's it. Uh, we can move on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that is one side of it. The other side to be more positive. Cause I did, I did have the, the emotional response to what I think social media has done to us and watching as an observer mainly. Cause I think out of the three of us, I'm on it more than, than anybody here where I'll spend a lot of time going through, making sure I like as much as I possibly can of those in my circle and even those outside of my circle. And that's usually because I've curated it to see a lot of art. I love art. I'm a big fan of it. I like drawing. I like watching other people draw. And I think 
that's what social media has done for me in the positive of, wow, the amount of things I have learned or felt good about seeing because I got to see Gary's paintings, because I got to see Mac's photoshops and even his drawings that he shared and, uh, and been generous with along with Gary. And I think all of those things are so important in my life to see and to make sure other people see and appreciate. I think there are people who are genuinely out there trying to change a lot. You know, they they really are trying to do good as much as social media can be bad. There is good and they are doing good things. I think Mac is a proponent of this with Safe in Our World. I think there are so many others in our circle alone that do take advantage of their platforms big or small they are out there trying and that's what matters um and to that is where i go i don't leave social media because i know all that i said you'd go why don't you just get off of it because there is hope and there is good and if i believe in that and i think that i can't abandon that uh it's the same way i wouldn't want to abandon anyone in my life because at some point, maybe they'll need me, maybe they won't, but I want to make sure I'm there. I want to make sure I'm a part of their lives. I want to celebrate what they're doing. I think Mac and I shared this on on an episode of why we got into the Kind of Funny community because of Ben and KFAF. And those factors play into it of, I saw Ben's photoshops and I said, I got to retweet that. I got to create a Twitter. I'm going to go on there and I'm going to share it. And it's not going to matter to him. He doesn't know me. And nobody's going to see it because I have no followers. But I just know that I wanted to support that. And I think that's the good part of social media is the amount of love and support you can find and can foster. I think all of all of our friends are a testament to that and how much they support and encourage us. I think Jillian is my number one fan. <laughs> I, I could not do it without her. She's such an extraordinary person and I love her dearly for how much she supports what I do and, and encourages me. And I think people like her are, are the reason that social media should exist because it can make people feel more confident. It can make people better. I think there's a lot of bad and I don't change my stance on that it probably outweighs it but if there's a shot you gotta take it you gotta try and hope that it pulls through in the end and much like you yeah i kind of hope twitter burns to the ground but that's only because i think something good can come out of it just like every other social media that has failed something good came out of it twitter didn't start bad twitter got mm. bad and there's a chance that once twitter goes away the next platform can be the thing that starts good and hopefully stays good this time. Uh, so that that is the hope, and that is why I wouldn't leave the internet, because I think there's too much potential, and potential is just a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree. Um, Gary waiting patiently in the, in the wings, Thanks. taking yeah. it on, consuming it all. I Fucking that, glad uh, I went last this one, that's for sure. I know. <laughs> I know. Out of the, out of the three, uh, out of the three is you, you, you do probably use social media the, the least. I don't think it's been yeah. um, a large, uh, you know, proponent of of your kind of habits. Uh, you've kind of come on and off it, uh, it's fair to say, but I'll let you speak for yourself rather than yeah. you know, So, 
So like Sean, like Donna time, you know, I was I was that same dial up internet, fighting your mo for internet time. <laughs> um on the messenger and people as we said earlier, talking to talking to people just in your your side of social circle. And then it was the kind of Donna Facebook. The what what I really liked about Facebook at the time was I, I wrote it down here, I just kinda used it as a good time blog. You know, and I think that's what Facebook always started to do was. It was just, it was people you knew and that small community, uh, people like your family, friends. And it was just like, I'm having a date with Sean. Oh, I'm going on holiday. Here's some of my pictures. And it was just always like, oh, it looks great. Well done. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Have a good time, etc., etc. So that's why I always liked Facebook. Facebook was always a platform for that. It was just always for people you know. And it's a sort of community, a wee small internet community is just always everybody praising you, which is when you get to like Twitter and Instagram. Uh, no Instagram, actually. I wouldn't say Instagram's negative. I think it's got negative qualities, but I don't think it's negative a negative platform. Whereas I think Twitter, I know we're pure badgering on Twitter here, but I literally wrote Twitter is the currency is negative. That's, mm. that's what I, I think Twitter is. Um, I found myself using Twitter when we started this podcast and I was doing my art as well. Um, I think the problem with Twitter is everything just gets buried in Twitter. Like, you can literally... I could could write about 150 things in one day and you'd be lucky if you get, like, two likes because everything gets buried so quickly. And so what that means is everything is so unimportant. Nothing's important in Twitter. Anything that's important in Twitter is when somebody's arguing about it. Mm-hmm. Which was the problem with me because I I don't really I don't engage in people's um, social medias really at all, you know. I just I, like hoodie for example. It's art. I'm just like as a like, just a wee like comment, you know. It's usually like got emojis or something like that. I usually put something like that, or a gif or something, you know. Um, that's kind of as far as I go. I don't really go in for in depth conversations on on social media. But I was finding myself with Twitter when I was using it more. I, I totally was getting addicted to the scroll and just one more scroll, one more scroll. And then I was starting to get into this weird way where I was starting to argue with people, their stupid stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was like weird stuff. It would be like, it'd be like somebody told me about like Last of Us and I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, Last of Us is pure shit. And I'd be like, How's it fucking shit? Uh, how do you call a game that's like nine out of ten or a ten out of ten a fucking shit game? What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. And it, this this went on for about two weeks, and it, I kept doing I, it. I never seen it. That's I missed this. And I was, I just that game just shows you Twitter just fucking doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, this was happening. And I was doing it and doing it and doing it and doing all that way. I went scrolling. I was like trying to look like. For a, a good a good way to explain this, right? I'm I'm I need to say I'm a Rangers fan. Uh, that's a football team in Glasgow's Rangers and Celtic are the big ones in Glasgow. So I would say I'm I'm just more Rangers orientated. I'm not really a fan. So I would be looking up Rangers scores on Twitter and stuff like that, as Sean said, it's always a good place for news to get it first hand. But then see when I'm starting to scroll, it was starting to show me loads of Celtic stuff. And I'm like, this is just this you're wanting me to argue with people. Like my my Twitter was full, uh, Celtic won this, or Celtic signing this person, Celtic doing this, Celtic doing that, and I was like, it's literally showing me the opposite team, just so I can go on and comment, and see when you go on and you go and look at all the comments, it is all like the opposite fan base, 
Like literally, like it'll be like three or four. That's the like a Celtic fan. Like well, if it's a Celtic post, it'll be three or four. That's a Celtic post. Uh, Celtic fans, and then the rest of it will be like fuck Celtic, blah blah blah. These are all bastards. And there's like seventy five of these. It just totally outweighs. It's just. It's just bulk for arguing. But anyway, so I found myself starting to argue with people and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I was finding myself scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, as we were saying. And I just felt like that one day, do you know what? I fucking don't need this. Like, this Twitter is just no for me. Like, I don't know what, I, what I, this addiction, I've never had an addiction like that before in any social media. You know, I just post stuff on Facebook and it's just like, right, send, goodbye. Uh, I'll maybe go back and comment if somebody comments and stuff like that. But Twitter was like literally like I'd be commenting, yeah, but like, like waiting for it, you know, be like this, like waiting for that we we fucking tweet thing to pop up, and I'm like, oh fucking, somebody answered me, somebody's answered me, you know. It was really really weird. So I just went like that one day, you know what? Fuck this. I just totally took the app off my phone, and then after that, I've just kind of just stayed like that. Wait kind of all social medias um i've still got facebook and instagram i still i do have my twitter but i don't I only use it for the podcast um instagram i use a lot more i don't really use it actually uh, really post like you're lucky if i do what i post a month um i used it a lot for mark but that was just purely for using it for mark it's not like i, I mean, it's just to get out there you know social media is such a powerful tool especially for people that have got like art and stuff like that or any oh, yeah. create the thing or shop or whatever it's yeah, so powerful it's so powerful all you need is that one picture and that you could be like a fucking millionaire you know what i mean uh, just to go global it's just like who do you who, you've you've been in this situation no a millionaire situation but you've been in the situation <laughs> where you've been in a situation where um like netflix for yourself mm. like commented in your post and shared it yeah and i was just like wow like you got fucking stupid <laughs> amount of likes for that you know yeah um, i mean it is magic in a way and it does hit that high part of your brain where you're like oh wow a million people saw this that's insane and then you chase it and when it doesn't reach there you're like oh what did i do wrong that's the (laughs) side of it (laughs) it's like oh fuck i fucked up no it's that was just a one in a million shot but it is true like when you do get that it is extraordinary and it can change your life for certain people yeah, it can, it can. So that's, that's really what I use my Instagram for. A Twitter, I'm totally off it now, apart from about this podcast. They've just posted there now and again. Um, but I've just totally took myself away from Twitter. I, I can't really add it and mail what the guys said. I totally agree with everything about Twitter. And and my social medias, you know, they're all they're obviously on it. Like Sean was saying about his... Um, Oh, why, oh! You got a thousand views. Why don't you do another one? There, there's always it's that hook. It's that hook carrot and a stick into it. Mm-hmm. The one you, you chase yep. it, chase it, and chase it. You know, it's, it's, as soon as like I started putting Mart up, you know, Instagram starts emailing you. Oh, you should have a professional account, and you should do this. <laughs> oh, why don't you start advertising? Yeah, it? you know what I mean. It's I know that. Shit. <laughs> I, I just I have to say I'm I'm I basically don't go on I basically don't go on my Facebook now at all. I don't go on Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, I go on sometimes, but. What I like about Instagram is I never really notice a lot of negativity in Instagram. Yeah. I think, do you know, I think it's this good way with Instagram is see if you don't like it, you just keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's that. There's, there's, there's no, nothing you know, about comment. it. 
you don't need to comment, you don't need to think it. It just seems to be a platform that's just like, here's a picture. You you can take what yeah. you want, you can like it, or you can just fucking move on. And that, that's what I really that's what I really like about Instagram. I think it's a much better platform than what Twitter's turned out to be. You know? Yeah. Uh, the the thing I'm I'm getting addicted to is the videos, but oh yeah, I find myself watching the shorts. Um, I'm, I'd be, do, do you know that way I was like I'm stopping that I'm not doing that anymore sometimes I still I still the uh, high on a couple of them um, right. but do you know that way that way I'm like I'm not I'm not I'm going after it I'm going after it but do you know what I've done I just started watching YouTube instead right, uh, right. Like, that's, it's like I've just replaced it um, I wouldn't say I'm addicted I get I get addicted I don't it's not an addiction, but it's just like something that's like, I've got 20 minutes, right? Maybe I'm doing something, but it's going to take 20 minutes. Like, I'm doing a washing or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me 20 minutes to watch something. So right now, I'm watching, uh, I, I don't know if I can see this, if this goes on YouTube. It might end up saying it wrong. Hardcore Pawn. Pawn. P-A-W-N. Um, it's just like, it's like... Pawn stars. Uh, it's, ah, it's like a schemey yeah. version. A schemey version of Pawn, pawn stars. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's like a pawn shop that people just buy actual stuff you know like yeah. like pawn stars pawn stars is like uh, oh here's the holy grail I found it in my backyard <laughs> okay yeah. now well yeah. when it's hard, hardcore pawn is just like uh, oh I've got a washing machine uh, why do you buy it you know and I fucking washing machine that doesn't even work and all that kind of stuff so I, I've started yeah. watching this I've started to watch this <laughs> for like 20 minute episodes and it's pure trash telly but I just yeah. I just don't watch that you know I'm just pure addicted but I think that's kind of that's what I kind of replace with podcasts that's what I do nowadays I don't really go on social media nowadays it's just more replacing I've replaced my social media just with podcasts or something to keep me occupied for that 20 minutes where that kind of social media would have been and I think yeah. that's maybe the way that I've kind of helped myself come off all that yeah yeah uh, that's such a good way to do it because I think your thought process of well I'll just replace one thing instead of going cold turkey and just cutting it all off i'm just going to replace it with something positive like that's always the way to do it i think mac you touched upon it if you don't like seeing something or you feel like your emotions are getting elevated seeing something mute them block them remove them unfollow them do whatever you want they'll never know they don't tell them don't worry about it you're not you're not affecting anybody's you know status or or you're not disrespecting anybody or making anybody feel bad by protecting your own well-being when doing that. So, I mean, it's my version of, well, I only like things that are art related. So art only shows up on my timeline. Uh, and the things that I do like are usually positive. If they're saying something, I don't like negative things. I like things that will say nice things and that's what I want to see. And so what you're doing, Gary, to curate, I mean, even taking out podcasts, right? I think there are a few out there who just like to be negative for the sake of being negative. And it is trying to cut them out and replace them with people who, no, aren't, you know, overly positive or anything. You don't need to do that. But it is content that will make you feel good, whatever it may be. Seeing people sell a wash machine can easily be one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast is a, pod, a great podcast. You know, I like like him or hate him. I don't know if people do hate him, but I just like uh, the, the variety. The, world. the variety he has on uh, that show. You know, you learn so much, and he like he has like science professors on, and you know, like uh, those those the ones that I really like are when he has people are, like hunting. 
they're like um, professional hunters and stuff like that. I find that so fascinating. Um, then that way, kind of way, you know, after like, like you listen to like a three year podcast and you think to yourself, should I go and hunt? There <laughs> you go. You know, I think that opens my mind up. Like his podcast really opened my mind up. Um, whereas, as you were saying, if you listen to some shite or somebody just moaning, like we've been doing for the last two years, um, <laughs> you know, you're only going to get negative thoughts for it. Whereas, if you listen to a podcast that's actually about a subject that you're interested in, or like Joe Rogan's, which is just about different stuff that you can pick and choose whatever you want to listen to, it actually opens your mind up to like conversations in your own mind. You could be like, could I hunt? Could I actually go out there and kill an animal? Like, I'm a person who eats meat. Could I do this? You know, and that's the kind of conversations I have in my, well, the kind of thoughts I have in my mind when I listen to podcasts like this. So I think dropping face social media and actually adding po- more podcasts or, uh, as you say, just like, I mean, Car Crash Telly, Pawn Stars is Car Crash Telly, but it's just something to just be like, like, like it's just, it's just different. It's different. You're, you're having different social interactions and uh, maybe even educating yourself sometimes accidentally. Yeah. Well, I think that's my thing where I bring up MinMax a lot, where I've listened to them for, well, since their birth of their channel and beyond that when they were on Game Informer. And I think listening to their insight into the games industry and listening to their love of devs and really appreciation of video games has helped me appreciate video games so much more. Not that I didn't, but it is that thing of, boy, do I not understand what goes on here? And developers deserve so much love, even for the worst of it. Like, yeah. even when we were talking about Horizon, trying to bring up constructive criticism than just shitting on something I think is very important. And I think MinMax has fostered that in me where I don't want to just say something's bad and not have a reason. Like, I want to give an example of why. So they're not thinking that I just think they're bad developer. Like the amount of work that goes into game development is unbelievable. And at the end of the day, they're all people and they are all making something and they are not this random entity that we could all shit on. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's, it's important to remember that I think MinMax has helped me in that way, similar to what you're saying, where listen to things that inform you or make you feel good or help you feel encouraged to do whatever it may be agree or disagree but you know i i think that's important yeah and if it was a twitter post it'd be your game shite uh yeah get to your life (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's (laughs) it in a nutshell (laughs) also if you do you, you mentioned art quite a bit if you do art please keep it out there. Please, please keep doing it. Please put it out there. I really love seeing it. I, I know maybe one like doesn't matter in, in the grand scheme of things in that moment, but it matters to a lot of people who do see it and just don't like, that's also a very big possibility that people just aren't thinking about it. There are so many times I'll watch a YouTube video and I forget to like it and I go, ah, fuck. And I got to go refresh and go back to the video just to like it because I just forget about it. It's such an easy thing to move on from. So like, just keep putting art out there. Listen, man, I'm, I'm putting one out every single day. And that's just so in 365 days, I can look back and see how much I've improved. Just do something silly. Draw a stick figure, <laughs> do something if you want, but don't let Thank it, don't, don't, don't stop yourself because yeah, one like, you know, 
Yeah. Do you know what? The, the most amazing praise I've ever had for Dane Mart and stuff like that, there was a woman in my work who, who totally like loved Mart and stuff, and she kept asking me about it, and she was asking me like how she could get started, and I kind of said to her, you should do this, and you should do that, you should do this, and no, she, she started drawing and stuff like that, and then she started doing photography. And she always kind of said, she always kind of said to me, she was like, "Oh, it was like because you started your art, like, then I had that knock on effect on me." And I was like, "It's like that you can't get that's just no. the highest praise." Yeah, nay, nay, like or comment could fix like that. That is just like stratospheric praise that you could just yeah. never take away for yourself. It, it is really, it's it's meaningful in in so many ways to just think, ah, somebody smiled at this. Somebody was affected, and that's good. That's more than enough for me. Definitely. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think we covered the covered the bases there between um, you know early you know journeys and stuff and how social media is affecting us and the and the negative, um, but also um, very much in the in the positive as well. So I think fine tuning is key. Um, I don't think the answer is is completely um, removing it, just as Hoodie alluded to. Um, you know, it does bring a lot of uh, you know positivity, um, and a lot of that has been in the form of um, you know friendships and stuff like that as well. So, and that probably brings us um, onto our Hoodie's uh, topic, the final topic of the the show. So, I'll uh, I'll let Hoodie set the the scene on the on the the, the reason for choosing this as his as his uh, first first topic. So, uh, I take it away. Okay, so mine plays into both of your topics where I have made friends from both things, social media and games. And oftentimes I think, how did I make these friends? How did that happen? And so my topic is, how do you make friends? And more importantly, how do you maintain friendships? Because I think that's such a fine line and a dance that most people take for granted how easily friendships can just disappear and it's really doesn't have to be a big thing most people just fade away and that's it but how do you maintain a friendship let alone get one i think is a a topic that was important to me because there are so many people that all see be like i don't have any friends i don't know how to make friends like how do you even make friends you know I'm assuming when we were growing up, you guys met in school or you guys met on the playground or for me, I didn't meet anybody in school because my school was a house and my only classmate was my mom. But when I did want to make friends, I'd go outside. It's a scary subject to talk about, but the outside world is a great place to meet people or was because when you were a kid, you were, you know, restricted from these like fears of rejection so you could easily do it but as an adult golly it just feels like an uphill battle to make a friend like you're like oh, i don't well i don't want to reach out to this person what if they hate me what if we don't what, what, you know why, why would i want to do that i might as well just be sad and alone forever it's just easier to do that uh so yeah i i want to know how do you guys make friends in this era of humanity <laughs> Um, how do you guys maintain your friendship personally because i think that's also a great uh aspect to it because you guys have been friends forever 
Aye. I mean, I, I, Gary, do you want me to step up first? I don't think Gary makes any new friends these days. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> especially online. No, I think um, I think it's 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 funny. There's I don't think there is. It's unfortunate to say, right? But I generally don't think there's like an exact science to making a friend. If you know what I mean, because there's just too many variables in there. Like if you see somebody. It's just a natural occurrence to 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 get to you know speak to somebody and some people through no like fault of your own just you, you can't force something you can't force a friendship you can't force something to to happen you either you either click or you don't you know some people need different levels of um, you know maintenance if you want to call it that in terms of like to to make them for, from like an acquaintance to like a friend um, mm -hmm. and plus different people have different understandings of what a friend is as well um, I think one of the, the key th initial things if I was to take a shot at it is really to you know have a look at understanding like how others like feel and like what their needs are because everyone is different um what i mean by that is like if you you know if you're if you're speaking to somebody about about something especially like you know face to face you get a lot of kind of cues and stuff about what like interests that they like might have or what they want to, like what they're um how they receive something or how they react to like how you're speaking to them or whatever or, the, or, or what you're speaking to them about like I know that if I wanted to you know speak about a particular topic like I can't really use Gary's example because we have a lot of like we share a lot of the same kind of interests or whatever but um you know just I know and to be honest Hoodie's quite a bad example as well because he'll talk to you about anything and <laughs> respond positively about anything but just say that he didn't right if I was to talk about Hoodie if I was to talk about like football with Hoodie for example right he's not really into like sports and stuff so if I was like a big sports guy and only wanted to talk about sports then our friendship's not really going to go anywhere with that like mm. it's just it's just no like but in, in the same vein like if we we Gary, for example, if I well, let's just say I wanted to talk about Xbox stuff, right? Gary's no receptive to Xbox stuff, right? It's not really a, it's not really a, a, an exact example. I can't even really think of anything that I would want to speak about that Gary's no overly interested in that that I am interested in, right? I'm, I'm, you know, it's just golf. one of those. Ah, golf, right? <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just one of the things like that you just you know the other person's doesn't really want to speak about it so just you just don't like you just have to be like what you just have to know what or, or try and understand what the other person is is looking to you know speak about in that conversation point like i don't think that purely you know exchanging comments back and forward on social media and stuff like you can keep a friendship going like through that because I don't think you really get to know the person like by doing that do you know what I mean so just purely like being on Twitter and being like oh I, you know I like that or you know you like that and it's and you get like that kind of bond like it's a bond that's purely based on just that as opposed to like how you feel like about that person how you, yeah. you know, 
trust that person, like how you kind of dialogue with that person. Um, I think there's, not... a, there's, a, there's a fine line between being friendly and being a friend, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Aye, no, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can talk to anybody, but like I don't consider everybody a friend or whatever, you know. Um, I could I could be friends with just about anybody, but it's it's just that's just my nature. I'm a genuinely friendly person, so um, it would take you know takes like certain things to to like either put me off people or whatever. But I can give a lot of people like benefit of the doubt as well. You know, you can watch like people in streams and things, and maybe they'll say something or watch podcasts and uh, you know friends podcasts and and hear like particular takes and stuff so you can kind of slowly be like oh, i don't really agree with that i'm really into that or even stuff that you know gary says like i'm like oh fucking gary i don't agree with what gary says or even my you know i don't but it doesn't mean like that you that that you you know oh God, well, i'm not kind of be friends with gary anymore you know that that kind of side you know so it's it's hard to say like how to make a friend i would and be I don't know I, I can imagine it would be incredibly overwhelming to try and like put a plan in place to make a friend especially like in real life you know and I could make a friend with the next person I seen outside because I just am quite open to conversation with people like if I sense that they are as well you know like for example like I was walking today to towards a shop to go in and get some rolls and, and juice and stuff and it was freezing like so cold i didn't realize it was so, it was as cold as it was but it was nice and sunny but it was freezing so i didn't put a jumper on i just put my jacket on and i walked into the shop and there was a guy standing at the at the thing and he had his high-vis trousers on so i was like fuck he's walking out of the, out in this today as well like it must be freezing so I just walked up to him and, and he was kind of, he kind of looked at us, but he, he looked like friendly enough. And I just said to him, I was like, I says, oh, fuck, you're working outside in this at all? And, and he's just, um, he's just kind of laughing. He's like, he says, oh, I, I always work, um, I'm, I work every, every day of the year out, out in this. He's like, makes you, makes you harder, whatever it was he'd, he'd said. And then, then he started talking about something and, and that way, and I'd, I'd already walked past him, but he just kept talking. <laughs> and like, I was only really looking to like say like a wee quick thing, but anyway, like, mm-hmm. I know that I can like if I know like how that person like in just that quick interaction, like I know how that person's like how to speak to that person, and I noticed that I would change like who who I am, but I just I just know how to converse with them. So if I wanted to be friends with that person, like obviously it's just a randomer, but you know you have to have you know generally generally you would want to have you know a kind of common interest um and then just kind of see how how things kind of go from there um i think maintenance if you were talking about specifically like for for me and gary like we've been friends for quite a long time i think initially we you know obviously we worked we went to school together um so we would see each other at school um but i'd say our friendship like mostly kind of strengthened through like going to like each other's houses and like playing games and you know talking about all that kind of stuff talking about stuff sorry where we were like playing games and whatever else but it's it's and no means being like plain sailing rocky fucking perfect story for the entire time like why we've like fell out or whatever it's just 
you just learn that right okay just a couple of days later back to normal because you value the friendship over whatever stupid thing it was that you were arguing about it's just that's just what it is like i don't always agree and 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 he'll not always agree and he want to talk to me and i'll be busy working no answer him and it's no like oh he's no fucking answered me so i'm never messaging him again it's just he's fucking busy or he's doing something else and you just forget or you know gary's body playing god of war he's not talking to anybody then like, it's just <laughs> it's just it's just what it is like yeah. you have to give concessions like it can't always be to whatever that person you know needs like if i was to message gary tomorrow and be like mate i fucking need something i need this or whatever like he would be there for me the same way that i would be there for him like if if something was to happen i'd be like i'm coming i'll 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 come see you do what I go out like we used to go drive and go and get like a couple of milkshakes or whatever like just mm-hmm. you know just if, if that's what we needed like he knows that he can go I know that I can call him and we would go and see whatever the other, what other person needed um but if you know in day to day like you kind of expect the same like level all the time like from from people um mm-hmm. so like say like where I, I enjoy the side of friendship like that that me and you have um hoodie where um like say i'll message you at like a weekend or if you if you are like you know are you coming on like party chat whatever like gary's no like a party chat person i don't need i don't need to be playing games and be speaking to gary at the same time like i like friday night gaming when we sit and and do that but i wouldn't reach out to gary and be like you coming on because i know that he has has ways of playing games and he's quite like not not as social and and that kind of side with that like if he's playing like a game like Fortnite or whatever then it's fine but if he's no then he's no you know what i mean so i don't expect that from him so i don't need them to be present i don't need any most of my friends to be present to to be <laughs> friendly with them I, I know that sounds like it's i'm trying to be funny but but i don't i don't i don't i don't really I appreciate to, the sentiment i know what you're saying <laughs> I don't really need to like, like say, like just for example, if he listens, like um, Andy Mack, who some of you will know, I speak to him like every now and again. Sometimes it's like once a month or whatever, but I would still, as much as I don't know him fully, like personally, like I have had a few like, times where you kind of speak to him and I know like what he does, you know, professionally, and I, and I, I feel like I know him and we're quite friendly. I'd say we were friends as much as it's, you know, online and it's fairly low maintenance and that side where we're just it's just you know some exchanges or some you know dms or messages or or whatever or are we going and play games together or that like i do think of that as being something that you don't really need to like you know chip in or or maintain um so i guess what i'm trying to say is that everybody has different levels like completely different levels and i don't think it's fully on like one person nor do I think that you should ever feel guilty for like um if you're friends with somebody and you and that starts to like fade away I think it's a natural it's part of an, an actual part of the game like if you're speaking to people and and you suddenly you know stop speaking to them it's a two it is certainly a two-way kind of street and you have to you know it, it can't be personal that 
the other person starts to kind of thing away because they've maybe they've got other things on and you don't you know they can't make as much time for you and and that's just what it is it's just life that and i think life just does generally does get in the way of of all sorts of kind of friendships and it's up to both people to if they want to then it's up to both people to be able to try and kind of carve a wee bit of time out to to spend um with the other person if that's what it needs yeah I think all of that is so important and I agree with a lot of how much you need to be realistic about what you're doing and what you're creating in a friendship because I think that's what movies tend to get wrong is like we've been best friends forever and we live together and we go on road trips and like we're doing all this stuff. Yeah, that can happen. I think it's definitely happened between you two, right? But that's also a lot of years and a lot of time and again having ups and downs here and there and understanding that that's a big part of it i think coming from my end of the spectrum of most of my friends are online right i have the the few offline and i've known them for years and sure we'll go to a movie or something like that every once in a while but the strongest friendships i have are all online right and to make friends, like you said, isn't this formula that you can hit these beats and do it? Because so uh-huh. much plays into it now. So much of uh, so much of it is is because there is uh, an anxiety of rejection, and can I make a friend? Is already a question that you're, you know, having anxiety over. But the easiest way for me, personally was going on Twitch. I think Twitch is a great way to just talk with people passively and continue to talk passively over time and eventually, oh, you know what? I'm on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Okay. Now you've moved over to Twitter. Now your friend's there. I think that's what happened with Mac and me. Uh, The movie, not Mr. Mac and me. Uh, But the, the thing is, like, you create friendships organically most of the time. Nothing can be a science and that sucks and i know it sucks because i've been at that point of like oh, man i don't have any friends and i don't know how to make friends and this is just sad uh but if you put yourself out there and try and understand like rejection is a part of it it's gonna happen things are very fleeting not everything is permanent and more now than ever fleeting is a good word to use for a lot of interactions because yeah, I, I like to think I have a, a good amount of friends. And that's the other thing. Just having tons of friends shouldn't be your goal. Having one good friend is more than enough, right? Like, that's something you should look forward to. Not, oh, I don't have 200 friends. Yeah, but that's not the point. Do you have, do you want two 200 friends or two really good friends, right? Because that is a big aspect of friendship is making sure that i maintain it the best i can and being present in somebody's life uh making sure that i'm there but there are a lot of people on twitter that i am very friendly with like you said it's it's a fine line i'm i talk to everybody i'm i'm all over the place you'll see a reply from me in 50 different fucking tweets <laughs> and and although i i i would consider everybody a friend but you know it, realistically, it's probably just being friendly. But there are those few, like, it's a spectrum. Johnny and I, we'll, we'll message back. He'll send me an awesome 
picture of ducks and I'll send him a funny fucking video and we'll go back and forth that way. And did you say ducks or dicks there? Dicks, uh, really massive, throbbing dicks. And I'm like, where are you getting these? And Johnny's like, you know where I'm getting them from. And I'm like, is that a phone in your pants? Or are you happy to see me? Oh, man, Johnny, calm down. Anyways, uh, so once we've gotten through that and we've really explored that part of our bodies, I send funny videos to him. Uh, so, like, that's the extent of Johnny and I's friendship when it needs to be, or we'll be personal and, and, and share things. And I think that's also something that's important about friendship. Trust. Trust is such a big part of friendship that I think people are lacking in for obvious reasons. I think, you know, going back to social media, it has cultivated the idea that you can't trust anything because everybody's outing everybody, but uh, <laughs> over whatever thing it is, because somebody got upset and they're like, Oh man, Greg, you know, didn't like my art on Tuesday. Like, okay, man, let's, let's calm down. Don't worry about it. Right. But I think trust is very important to have in a friendship. Like, do I look at you and you and Matt Gary and go, well, I could, I could tell them that I'm sad. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was important. That's an important part of what we have is like, okay, I can reach out to you. Uh, but it's also understanding don't, you know, it's, it's, it's leaning, not burdening. That's the other thing. I'm like, you don't want to just have a friend to only constantly lean on and you want to rely on them. That's, that's an important thing. Be reliable as well. All of these things are to tell you not to overwhelm, but to think about and consider and understand the realistic aspects of friendship that are there. It isn't, you know, 27 dresses or clueless or any of these movies that have this idea of what a friendship is and yeah. you're having slumber parties 24 seven, you know, it isn't, it is Mac being like, Hey, you getting on? Yeah, I'll be on one Yeah. Okay. That's great. I uh, can't make it this week. Sorry. <laughs> and then throughout the week, we just message back. And I mean, when we are on power chat, fucking best time. Love it. Or there's the far end of the spectrum from where Johnny is on one side. Mac is in the middle. There's Ben, Ben and I almost every fucking night are in party chat talking for hours, hour about fucking anything. And I, I think that is also an amazing way to have a friendship, but it's, it's also, how do I maintain that? I maintain it because, listen, you got to keep in mind, everybody's going to disagree about something or another. You guys talked about it. You disagree about it? You got to remember, put yourself aside. Don't don't let everything be what it, you want it to be. Because I think that's a lot of the times where I get lost in the shit, where I'm like, no, I'm right about this. I'm right. I'm fucking wrong. I'm wrong. And I need to accept that I'm wrong. I need to move on. And, and, uh, and I think that's where Ben and I meet in the middle of like, we agree on mostly everything. And then sometimes we'll be like, fucking no, you're crazy. What's, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, Karate Kid is a villain. <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut for, uh, <laughs> for the friends out there. But like, it is that thing of, okay, we, uh, we had this stupid fucking argument, but afterwards we are joking and we're joking around. And we always have to know that like, yeah, we could we could argue, but there's love and there's foundation and remembering that and accepting we're not going to agree on everything, and that's fine. You don't have to. Don't worry. That doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. Just is. Uh, but yeah, friendship is is about 
testing the waters and putting yourself out there and just managing what you can manage. Don't, don't put everything into something in the get-go. You'll build it over time. It'll all fall into place and you'll understand their sense of humor. You'll understand their needs. You'll understand what kind of friend they are. I've had friends that are so dependent on somebody else being there that it can feel overwhelming. And that can turn you off as well because, you know, it, it's a weird phrase to use for it. But friendship is a trial and error. <laughs> like, you're going you're gonna to have failures of friendships. You know, there's just no way around saying that. Like, some people, their personalities, just not made for each other. They're just not there. Uh, and even if it's months into it and you just realize that, don't worry. Do, do what's best for you and them. Because a lot of the time, if you stay in something and you're not feeling it, that's just going to drag them down later on because you're going to be resentful or whatever have you. Um, yeah. so just keep keep mind of what you're doing. Put yourself out there. Try it. Listen, I'm an introvert. I don't talk to anybody offline unless I've known them for 10 years. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm, I'm a, a cave dweller. You want to talk about a vault dweller? I'm I'm deep in the caves. I'm hearing echoes <laughs> from bats, you know, screeching to the distance. Little drops of water that I go <laughs> come out every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, but what I do, I yeah, it might not work out. But what if it does? That's what you got to think. What if it does work out? That's important. Yeah. So with me, I mean, I'm I'm really antisocial. I'm really antisocial. Um, I'm probably if you put it in a scale, I'm probably like seventy percent antisocial, thirty <laughs> percent social. But I think what, what, what Sean said before, and you you've said as well, well there's no science to this. It's no, there's no, you can do this to this. You're going to get a pal out of it. I think for me, throughout my life. Obviously, I I was at, I was like a primary school and then a high school. All my my friendships all came naturally. They're all to, totally natural things. Like even the me and Sean, me and Sean were in the school same school for four years before we even talked to each other. And the first conversation we had was about Fallout. You know that was our first conversation, and it was just like that moment. It was like this guy's all right, <laughs> you know. Um, that the first conversations that was literally the first time we talked about it in four years we seen each other wear each other and then the first time we talked about it was Fallout and how about this new Fallout game and then after that it just blossomed into like this thing I think what you're trying to look for in a friendship well the things that I look for in a friendship I should say um, is more like similar personalities I think that's that. That's what I always go for. I mean, I would say even my wife. My wife's pretty similar personality. She's she's no she's quite social, but um, she's a similar personality as in like moral compass. I feel like as well, um, similar opinions and everything. And it's no, I just don't. I don't put myself for like. I'm not going to go for an extravagant person when I'm not an extravagant person kind of thing, you know? And yeah. I think that's what I look for. Like, me and Sean, as Sean said, we, we, we disagree about stuff. We disagree about stuff all the time. But it just is what it is. You know, these are two different people. These are two different personalities. But you're not going to agree on everything. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I know I can send a rude joke to Sean. And Sean, oh, right, like, laughing faces back. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that's the sort of moral compass we've got with each other and it's just how we know each other uh, and I just 
as we were saying, like, well, I mean, even like when we don't agree with each other, there's been times that me and Sean's had like proper arguments and stuff like that. And as, as Sean says, you have a, two, a cooling off period of two days. But then, see, after that two days, it's like, right, dickhead, what are you having for dinner? You know, that's yeah. that. You just move on. It's just, yeah. it's, it's all about give and take with uh, our friendship. Um, as Sean said, being there for each other is probably the most important thing. I mean, I don't I don't know how many conversations we've had um, where Sean's phoned me or vice versa and it's like to talk about something, you know, like when I was have when I had my, my my mental breakdown, you know, I think Sean was like the second person I phoned that day. It was like, yeah, I need to talk to you and you know, and I just talked to him about it and he was like, Fuck man, I didn't know you I didn't know you were like this and you should have talked to me and all that kind of stuff and you know, being supportive as anybody would, but it's just it's just knowing that that person's there for you and the really good friends end up turning me into family, you know. I would say Sean's male like <laughs> I sounds horrible, but Sean's male like a brother to me than probably my own brothers. You know, I talk to Sean mm. much more than I do my own brothers. That's without a doubt. Not even not even a conversation about it. Without a doubt I talk to Sean and I have more stuff in common with Sean than I do my own family. And I think that just uh, it's just that's what it is. It's just that it was a actual a total natural friendship that happened a circumstance and just with two years were in the right place at the right time. Um that's that's been it. You know, and I think moving on and maintaining it. It's been, I mean, when we were younger, we used to always stay at each other's houses. <laughs> Do you know, it used to always be a, 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 a wee funny joke in my family. They'd be like, oh, eh, it's so-and-so's party. Um, it's, not, it's my big sister's party. My big sister's having a, we're having a, a birthday party here in the house. Eh, Sean and, is Sean and Siobhan coming? You know, like, Sean was always in that conversation. Like, it was always, like, a relationship with Sean as well. Wasn't he just, uh, wasn't he just my wife, uh, my girlfriend and wife, you know? Um, which was always just that, that added thing. Uh, as I said, me and Sean, we were always staying with each other. It would always be like, I'd, I'd stay a weekend with my my my, wife, my girlfriend at the time, or my wife now. And then the next week, it would be like, I'm staying at Sean's or Sean's staying at mine. So I think for a younger age, that's how we really get, got to know each other and play, we played games. Games was a huge part of your friendship growing up and it still has always been that way. You know, some, it's very, it's occasional now as, as we got older, we're just busy. It's just, I've, I've got two children, Sean's re- really busy with his job and stuff like that. We, we, the downtime that we get is so special to us that, you know, it's, it's it's hard to get yourself energised to be going out and going to these different stuff. Um, so I think that was the reason that we made the podcast. In the first, That was one of the reasons I wanted to make the podcast in the first place. It was kind of COVID times and stuff like that. And it was like, well, this is an opportunity we can actually sit and talk to each other. Like, nothing else happening. It's just kind of like the older days where we would just be sitting shooting the shit for like over a game usually, but this is just talking to each other face to face. And that, that's that's a kind of compromise that we've made for and just an extra step to this relationship that we've got now. That, but it just changes with time. Um, I think, I think we, we, we always try, we try and arrange days out and stuff like that as well. But sometimes it just no, it just doesn't always work. Just 
as I say, commitments and whatever else. We we do we do see each other. We probably know as much as I would like, but it just it just is what it is. It just relationships change as they get older. And we, we, me and Sean both lost friends. No lost friends. They they no died or anything like that. But we've just you, you, some relationships just don't last, and that's just the way it is. Um, we we lost a really good pal that I would have said, but he just um, never really contacted us. And we never really contacted him back, and that's a, that's a two way street that then you need to have in a relationship, and that's the two way street we do have in this relationship. As Sean says, we can go we can go maybe a week we no talk to each other, and then Sean will text me or I'll text him and be like, where the fuck have you been? You know. <laughs> You've been up to can like, you know how you know texting me, uh, and then that just, that just starts a conversation. And that might be us for three days, you know, a, a week conversation, then just move on to the next thing. But I, I've, I, I don't know. I don't. I can't really say any more. I think the Buffy's covered it so well. I'm fucking gone last again with these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you get to sweep, you get to sweep it up. It's it's not as. Uh... <laughs> I'll just get this two part with you know, get the coffee, everything that's been said before. So, um, right, to, easy. to quickly add on to your point, Gary, of messaging each other, and that's a two way street, I think people can get caught in their own head of like, oh, I'm embarrassed of something I said or did, and they'll just never reach out. And then the other yeah. person is probably also thinking that. And that's something to keep in mind. Like, take the initiative if you feel like that if you're embarrassed just lean into it (laughs) and put yourself out there again that's always like the key word putting yourself out there to keep it going because i know i've had friendships that are like oh i I fucked up they're not messaging me so they must hate me and it's like no they're just not messaging me because they think i hate them kind of thing and it's like oh that's horrible you know you're doing this weird dance and it's like no one's dancing you're just sitting in a corner drinking a kool-aid sad you can see each other across the way but you're just like i guess i'll just sit here (laughs) instead of doing anything make a move go on the dance floor yeah yeah i know it's 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 weird it's weird like talking about this because i've I've got such a wee tight knit friendships. Like I've got Sean and Ryan. That's kind of like my two, my two. I feel oh, like real life, real life, um, like friends. And it's, it's it's weird to like having a conversation about how to make friends because I don't really go out my way to make friends. You know, like my work, for example. You know, I'm friendly with like ninety five percent of the people in my work, and I'll talk and I know about their lives and whatever else, and I'll ask questions and etc. But it's kind of that step. It's like, but I'll no, probably not really ever go to these. You know what I mean? Whereas I, I don't know. It's, it's it's strange. It's strange. I just I think I'm just that. I'm just well. I'm I'm antisocial as I said. So it's just try to find that. That I only need a couple of pals. I only need a couple of good good pals. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what I look for as as a person who's made antisocial. That's what I look for. Whereas Sean. Wants to be pals with his grand next door and all that. (laughs) 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 Try and find humor, man. That's what I do. I'm like, ah, if I can laugh with you, friends. Yeah. I I love definitely definitely opens the door. Dick pics from Johnny and laughing my head off. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs)
who who he's gonna get an indated with dick pics now? Nobody wants to their dick pics. Man, uh, friendship's great. Try and find it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that I mean, is everyone else else to to say about the the last topic before we? Close I don't think up. we should be friends anymore. Yeah, oh, that's it. Podcast cancelled. Easy as that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, all right. Okay. Good. Great. So, listen. Like I said at the start of the episode, um, it's it's been a, a new a new thing um, for us, and you know we did um, front load the episode with a lot of a chat about what have we been playing. Um, we probably need to you know we take that out if we're doing some depending on the topics i would say um but we need to take that out because it's too uh, too long in the tooth um right now at the same time we're recording it's like half past one so i'd prefer uh if we're going if we're going kind of strong way with some of these then we really need to um fine tune them a wee bit but 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 i think um i've really enjoyed i, I think all of us have, have really enjoyed this um in terms of being able to bring you know, three separate points off of the off of the table. Um, I think Gary had mentioned the games that we you know hate and, and love that others don't. Quite some time ago, as a as a potential episode, and um, as much as it might have, it might have worked. Um, it could also have possibly had that kind of um, an entire episode of you know leaning mm, towards a negativity type thing, which I it doesn't always sit you know, right with me as a as a listener. So I don't feel like that's something that we should be doing as as a as a creator, having something as as negative focus focus, but there is a place for it. So um this kind of setting is ideal for it where you can get in and you can really analyze it and, and have that conversation and then, you know, go on to other things. No no that the social media was an uplifting conversation to follow up with, but, <laughs> but you know, it just happened to be the next uh, the next thing. So yeah, we've we've brought three separate topics and there'll be loads of different things and permutations and stuff as we as we get better and, and um you know move forward and hopefully this is something that interests um everybody um that's that's checking it out and again like we said if it's the first time that you've you've listened um before and and somehow suddenly you're a, an uber fan um check out the merch store um we have um obviously we're on social media on twitter and things at, at the, uh, the vault dwellers the vault dweller pod so go and check out that there's some links and stuff and um, for some for some fantastic um merch as well um, which you know it's, it's going to be you know ever changing throughout the the you know the years is is um hoodie and, and gary kind of populates that um because I'm, you know that's something that we're we're all you know excited about developing as we as we grow because we're growing we're growing slow um but that's just the nature of it because we're you know we're 18 episodes and we're only you know a couple of episodes away from episode 20 um i think we've possibly only I don't know what a month or that out from being a, a year two of months, doing this. Two months. Two months. Um, so two months away from being doing this for for a year. So and that's pretty pretty cool. Like having that kind of um, you know level to start with because we thought that we would only really be doing an episode like once a month, and we've we're actually over twenty episodes if you count the bonus ones that we've got in there outside of the main episode. So um, yeah, pretty 
uh, pretty cool that we've managed to to get to this point, and um, really really excited to see um, how we um, how we develop and, and how we fine tune them this kind of episode as well, because um, even I'm bloating it at this end. <laughs> I'm circling back just to blow it a little bit more. Yeah, Woody and yeah. Gary repopulating. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the store. Uh, <laughs> you would be Gary. That's it. That's it. That's it. Coming together. I see pictures of that. Daddy, <laughs> get on it. What are you waiting for? That'd be a good. That'd be a t-shirt and a half. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe just half. <laughs> just half a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. So thanks very much, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Oh no! I oh, haven't no. done this in quite a while. I'm keeping this in. Oh no! I did it again. Oh boy! You know what? That's on topic. All right. Have a great day. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh dear! I'm going to keep it going because I need to. I need to keep it going for Gary's recording. But that was pretty good. <laughs> Your sign-off was so good that I was convinced it was the end. I forgot Gary has to do the goodbye, children. We even have a bat in the Google Doc to tell you. I know! (laughs) The worst part is I looked at it too long ago. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Vault Dwellers podcast. You can keep up with Gary Moore at Gary Moore's Art over on Instagram. Keep up with myself, Twitter, on Twitch at MrMac92. And you can't keep up with Hoodie at The Penny Marvels over on Instagram. A very special shout out to Al the Predator Trisman for creating the intro and outro music. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Bye.